Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome aboard National Football Show. It's your boy, Big Sales. Welcome aboard. We tell you this all the time. Thank you so much for making the show what it is. Hit the like button. What a great time in sports what a great time for sports in philly i know that can't be stated enough man you know how many cities don't have the ability to talk about playoff baseball by the way san diego i've never seen more philly fans in my life in one city than i have when it comes to major league baseball dude the philly faithful is in san diego proud and strong they're dominating market street they're dominating nlcs san diego and the phillies i'm telling you man philly fans you show up strong you are all over san diego bird's eye view of it and believe me man that stadium last night petco park had a ton of philly fans in it and if you hear when schwarber hit the home run and then harper hit it you heard the philly fans in the building Pretty damn impressive, man. Great stuff going on. That is a great story starting to take shape. 2 nothing win for the Phillies last night against the Padres. Take game one, now have home field on their side. I mean, really, I, I think this is a seven-game series. I still think the Padres have a little bit more starting pitching, but what a great story going on. You get rid of Girardi, you put Thompson in, and now all of a sudden you're in the World Series with a shot and three games away from going to that thing. That's incredible. What a storyline. More on that. We'll do that a little bit later. Um, I got word that the National Football League is talking about scoring being down. Or I should say defenses being down. Okay? And you're looking at it. Get this. A full touchdown. A full touchdown. About eight points. Okay? is now where the league is right now when it comes to the point differential. Wouldn't you say as the Eagles are in the bye, one of the most observant things that you could possibly make about the league is this. How many shitty O-lines are there now in the NFL? How many good O-lines do you think the Eagles have played so far this year? What would you guys say where it was a nothing like Philly? Hey, by the way, This is where I think you guys are dominating the league. It's not so much at your skilled positions. It's in your own line. How many many teams do you think? And by the way, this is not to talk about the Eagles soft schedule. This is nothing like that. 
I can name how many teams do you think really have great old lines? I think this is the problem in the league right now. You're not seeing a lot of scoring because you don't have a lot of good offensive lines. That's why the Eagles with Jeff Stoutland and what he's created, well, you're just not five great players. You're like seven deep. The Eagles are seven deep. Andre Dillard, Jack Driscoll could start anywhere in the NFL. Anywhere in the NFL, those guys could start. That's why if you're Howie Roseman, are you going to let Andre Dillard walk out the building at the end of the year? I don't know about that. Having an offensive line and backups in case you have issues, I think is so essential right now for you to win in today's NFL. Dude, I don't know about the quarterback play, but I will tell you this. I know this. There is a ton of shitty offensive lines in the National Football League right now. And we all know this, man. It is a ton of bad football being played. And when you sit here and watch all these lines, dude, name me the best O-line that the Eagles have played so far in their 6-0 and start. Who do you think? The um, the Lions? I think the Lions O-line's better than the Cowboys O-line. Who else? I can't name another one. Vikings? They're limited in their O-line. How many teams actually have great O-lines? Eagles. The Browns. Packers don't. Bucks don't. Rams don't. I can't, I can, Cleveland, yes. Dallas, maybe. Shit, you'd probably say Dallas is the third best O-line, right? Yeah, the Chargers lost that tackle for the season, though. Bills have a pretty decent O-line. Bills do. The point is, there is a bunch of bad O-line play going on. And Howie Roseman's greatest achievement has been building that O-line with those players that he and Jeff Stoutland have added to the mix. I'm going to tell you this too. Do you not agree this? That having Jason Kelsey help you pick that kid Jurgens. You have him and look at Howie Stoutland. Look at those three guys and you have Sirianni. You've got that whole group of guys picking players that are going to be guys who potentially could play in the O-line. How do you go wrong? Jason Kelsey, right? Had a lot to say with this kid Jurgens being signed and drafted by the team. Looks like, hey, every time I see him get in a game, I'm pretty good with him. He looks like a player. I'll tell you this. I think he looks better than that player and that center that was in the draft from Iowa. What was his name? Lindebaum? I think he looks better than him. Dude, he's pretty damn impressive. So... The strength of that football team clearly is now in the O-line, and it is a league weakness. The problem with the league is not poor quarterback play. It's poor O-line play. And that's where you're seeing the Eagles completely control games. Hey, do you not agree every single game that the Eagles have been in, they've controlled the game? They've never been in a position where they're not the alpha team. 
Dallas, Minnesota, five and one. They were the alpha team in that game. Bigger, quicker, faster, stronger. That's where the Eagles are dominating. And the rest of the league, you know what? Get this. The rest of the league must look at Philly and go, where are they getting these guys from? Guy steps in and some would go, well, Jack Driscoll kind of got pushed around by Michael Parsons. Yeah, but Parsons still didn't have a sack. You know, I mean, they still held that football, you know, longer than your offense did with 34 minutes compared to 24 minutes. I don't know. End of the day, you can say whatever you want about Jack. He is the now the Eagles' Swiss Army knife in the O-line. Until Diller gets healthy. Guard. Tackle. Either left. Dude, this guy's a Swiss Army knife. I love it. Dude, they are so protected from catastrophic injuries. I think this football team is more prepared this year to withstand a massive injury than what they did in 2017. Shit, even Gardner Minshew can hold the fourth down until Jalen gets back if it's not a season-ending injury. They're covered, man. His team looks great going into the bye. By the way, do you not agree with me on this? I think it's great that the team got the bye now. I saw and I heard somebody say, you'd like to see him have it around week 10? I don't know. I think this was the proper time because you know why? The most important position on the team was starting to get beat up a little, and that was the O-line. And I think they're going to benefit more, the O-line, as they get healthier because then you get Malata back, you get Dickerson healthier, say Amalo healthier, Jason Kelsey healthier. That's, you can't lose, and I'm going to make a point here in a minute. You can't lose those dudes. You can't, all right? More on the Eagles here in a second. I want to make a statement. I don't know if this is going to be a rant. But I want to make a statement on something. So I happen to hear what was going on, and I know what's going on at the NFL owners' meetings. One of the discussions that was brought up was the commissioner of the National Football League, Roger Goodell's salary. He makes $63.9 million. $63.9 million. He's not an owner. He's the highest paid non-owner in the NFL, and that includes the players and coaches. 63.9 to do what? Fall on swords for the owner? Why should the commissioner of the National Football League, who takes no hits in a demanding sport and in a frightening sport, ask Tua Tagovailoa, why should he make more than Tua? Because why again? He takes community hostages. He lies out loud about civil rights and women being beaten. He okays what's going on with Deshaun Watson. Help me out again. Daniel Snyder, he covers for. Help me out in exactly what the commissioner of the NFL is there for. Don't buy into his bullshit. So Jones stood up and had a conversation about his salary and how he was being compensated. Robert Kraft jumped up. And Jerry Jones, they're not reporting what he totally said. Hey, Bob, shut the fuck up and sit down what was said. That's exactly what was said. You know how I know, and you know how I know. That's how it was said. Sit down, shut the fuck up, and don't mess with me, Bob. Jerry said that. He was the only vote 
that voted against Roger Goodell's salary. Jerry has a problem. You don't want Jerry Jones as your enemy. Trust me. <clears throat> you don't want that guy on your ass. He will make it very uncomfortable for you. He's the most powerful sports owner in the world. Don't forget that. Jerry Jones is the most powerful sports owner in the world, whether you like the Cowboys or not. He is the most powerful sports guy in the world because he owns the number one franchise in the world. And you make that guy your enemy, you're going to have a problem. Boy, I wouldn't want to be Roger Goodell leaving those meetings because you made an enemy. Jerry's got a problem with the way you're being paid. I don't blame him. He looks at Goodell's salary and goes like this. What's he, what's he doing that $64 million worth? Falling on the sword for the other owners? I don't need him. See, Jerry looks at Roger Goodell and goes, I don't need this guy. But the other owners, like the Spanos family, the Haslams of the world. Hey, did you see what Goodell said about Deshaun Watson today? Jimmy Haslam has a new, has a new guy protecting him. Roger Goodell came out and said, hey, Deshaun Watson has followed all the protocols of his suspension. And I think it's like November 13th, he's able to go back and start practicing. And he's done everything right. Hey, thanks, dude. Are you covering for a guy that's got 30 sexual uh, assault accusations against him? Hey, really, if you're an American sports fan and you're a football fan, you feel good about him and the commissioner going, hey, this guy has done everything right. And you know those 30 sexual assault accusations? Hey, he's done everything right. We're going to reinstate him and put him on the field November 13th. How do you feel? How? What kind of statement is that? You might want to shut your mouth and not say anything publicly about it and let it just happen. You bring attention to you like that? You don't win anything with that. Great, you brought a guy back who's got a horrible reputation and is a creep. Congratulations. You brought him into the league where you're trying to create some kind of goodwill with the community and its players. Dude, shut up. The commissioner, I mean, he works for the owners and it's apparent. But Jerry doesn't like it. Good for him standing up. $63.9 million he makes for lying to people every day. <laughs> and calling the players the problem in the league and not you. You're the people that put the Sean. Hey, by the way, don't be mad at the Cleveland Brown players because the Sean's in the locker room. The owners put him in. The owners of the league put that guy in. Merrill Reese, 5.30 Eastern time. We will talk and get his thoughts as we're in the bye. The legendary voice of the Eagles, that'll be at 5.30 Eastern time. Carlos says, you wanted that creep. I still do. I don't have a, I would take Deshaun Watson over Jalen Hurts in 10 seconds. 10 seconds. As long as the league's okay with him playing, I'm paying him and playing him. Hey, if you didn't want a guy like that in the league, kick him out for life. Until that time happens, it's not my league. I'm not a moralist because I don't give a shit about the guy, whether he's a good dude or not. I care he plays. I don't care. The league doesn't care. Owners don't care. 
Why should I? And why should you? If the league owners put him in the field, on the field, and pay him a $230 million guaranteed contract, what are you, a moralist? Okay, guy, no problem. That's no problem with me. I'm not asking this guy to be man of the year here. I'm asking him to throw touchdown passes. If the league had kicked him out for the rest of his life, I'd be good with that too. But they're not. They're not. So if it's okay for 32 billion, 32 billionaires, 32 billionaires, who are you? <laughs> Some fan that weighs pom-poms. Congratulations. You mean nothing in the conversation to them. You mean nothing in the conversation. Jack says, only thing I have ever disagreed with you. Okay, Jack, it's all good. Hey, Jack, when, they, when a guy like Adrian Peterson beats a kid with a stick and his genitals are bleeding, but they put him in the game and on the field after three weeks of a suspension, you think that's cool too? I don't. How about when Joe Mixon breaks a woman's jaw? Oklahoma suspends him. Bengals draft him. You okay with that? How about when Leonard Little killed those people when he was a member of the St. Louis Rams? Shit, man, he killed someone drunk driving. It put him on the field. You all right with that? (laughs) Go down the list, man. Go down the list. Absolutely, Jack. And Jack, you're not wrong. But the NFL is not about character. They tell you they are. I'm not suggesting to you, Jack, that there's not men of character in the league, and we respect those men that have become players of the, or like the Walter Payton Man of the Year. I love that award. It's one of my favorites. Would you still trade all your draft picks for him? Yeah. 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 He's a generational talent. You're still missing it. How about this? He is in the same conversation with Josh Allen talent without the problems. Whatever you think of that, you go right there. Let's move on to the topics now and get out of that because I don't want to talk about this on Watson. We're in a good place in sports right now. I want to throw this out there to you. Is Lane Johnson the most important eagle that we've seen so far in the start of the 2022 season? Is he the most important eagle on that team? And I'm going to put definitions around it. And what I mean by his importance. Do you think, and listen, I know the quarterback position is the most important position. Not talking that way. I'm talking, do you think Lane Johnson is the most important eagle in the locker room? You know, there was a comment that Nick Sirianni made going into the half You know, there was still some time on the clock, and instead of kind of trying to get in field position, they had lost Lane Johnson to a concussion. And they decided to take a knee and go in 
to halftime. And then he was asked a question. I think this was at the press conference, and someone asked him how come he didn't press the issue on trying to get more points. And you know what he said? We just lost Lane Johnson, and I really wanted just to get everybody settled, and I wanted to, like, you know, settle the troops a little bit because we need that guy. And I thought that that was a really interesting comment that he made about Lane Johnson. Think about that. They they decided to settle for what they had, and they thought because Lane went out with a concussion that it would wobble the team. It ended up wobbling them a little bit. As they came out, the Cowboys ended up starting to get a little bit of momentum. Team and the game got to 20-17, to 17, so there was a little bit of wobbling there. There was a little bit of wobbling, correct? We started seeing that a little bit. And that made me think this. Hey, Lane's got to be the most important eagle on that football team. Emotionally, spiritually, he's the true leader of that team. People look to Lane Johnson on that team. He's had issues mental health-wise. He's gone and seen it all, man. Won a Super Bowl. Shit, man. He is the most experienced dude in that locker room on everything from A to Z that a player goes through. Having your, 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 your mind not in the right place, Lane can help you. Asking you what it's about to be in a routine and be a pro, Lane can help you. Asking you how to win um, and handle winning, Lane can help you. He's the only guy in that locker room. Kelsey, not saying Kelsey's not in that conversation too, but just the way, and by the way, I would have to think that Nick would probably have the same comments to be made if they lost Kelsey too. If, if, if it was Kelsey who got hurt going into the half, I could see Sirianni saying those two guys have to be the two most important players in the 2022 season. Correct? That's quite a statement for a guy like Lane Johnson. And, and, and again, I think you've got to bring Kelsey into that conversation as well. JB, I'm not so much talking about position on what's more important, center versus right tackle. You're right. The center is more important. The center position is the second most important position in the O-line next to the left tackle. And I would say this. I'm not talking by a lot. Okay? I'm not talking by a lot. Because your center is your quarterback on your team. But, boy, I'll tell you, man, what a comment made by Nick Sirianni on Lane Johnson. Alexander, appreciate you coming aboard. Thank you. Please hit the like button, everyone. Right? That is really a fabulous honor to have. When you talk about leaders on the Eagles this year and what they've gone through so far to get to 6-0, and there's no doubt Jalen is growing into being a great leader. Like you guys said, this is only his second year. He's growing into it. Lane Johnson and Jason Kelsey are the leaders of that team. They are the unequaled, there's unequaled leaders of that team. And Lane, his importance, you know why I also think too? I'm not saying that Kelsey's playing poor, he's not. But Lane is dominating. I mean, he dominated Michael Parsons. He just dominated him. And when you've got a guy that's dominating players and all of a sudden you're hearing people talking about him, hey, 
he's the best position player on your football team. Like the guy Trent Williams in San Francisco who's been injured this year, Lane's the best. He's the best tackle. The kid in Tampa's great. That kid Wurtz, he's great too. The kid in Los Angeles with the Chargers, he's out. That rookie kid who played from Northwestern last year, he's gone for the season. Lane's a right tackle. You understand this? Right tackles don't get that kind of love. He's not a left tackle. The left tackle is the glamour position. That guy's a meat and potatoes type of guy. Okay? He's like a meat and potatoes dude. With all what you've seen from Hertz, would you pay him now? No. I've said that. Absolutely not. I'm not, I don't have, here, here, would I pay Hertz now? Why? Why would I pay him now? If I'm that, what, 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 do you think teams are going to just rip your checks up and write you more money and give you more money? You have to ask for it. Companies don't want to give you more money. They want to take complete advantage of you as long as they possibly can, as long as they have the leverage over you. Common sense. You're put in a position at times because you have no leverage. Once you get the leverage, you know what that is for Jalen? Winning. Winning. You should pay him now? Not going to happen. Shit, they'll franchise tag that guy before they do anything, which would be an absolute insult, okay? I'm going to get into another topic here. I'm going to get into another topic. I have a problem with the 6-0 and Eagles. Okay? Xander doesn't think he'll franchise tag him. I don't either. Well, I just said that he would. We'll get into that. We'll get into that a little bit later. Okay? It's an interesting comment. Would he franchise him for a year until they figured it out? Or would you talk about a three- to five-year contract with him? We'll get to that here in a minute. Here's how many – what's the number one problem you think you have still with the Eagles? By the way, real quick, before I ask this question, how many people think the Eagles could possibly – how about this? Let's, do, let's be fair because this is a pretty big deal here. There's only been one of them. What's the percentage that you think the Eagles go 20 and 0 this year? What do you think the percentages are that they go 20 and 0? Okay. Ron, I like what you're saying there. That's kind of going to go into a little bit. Okay. Second half offense, stopping opponents on third down. All good. Jack says none. Um, JB says 10%. 75% chance of going unbeaten. 20 and 0 is too crazy, especially with the division backup. 1%, less than 1%. Climbs each week. Yes, 20 and 0, 70%. This is the NFL. Xander, I'd like to hear you, man. Give me your thoughts. What's the chances and give me a percentage number that you think the Eagles can go 20 and 0? And close the door on it. Big D says 
Injury bug, 10%. Chalk it up sports. Look at him. He thinks I'm already setting you guys up and leading leading the witness. Okay. 12.7. Way to go, maniac. Reynolds, 100%. Dude, one team ever has done it. And Brady is the second closest but lost to the Giants in the Super Bowl. Ron says 0% chance of going 20-0. How many times would that be in NFL history? The possibility is close to zero. Zero chance of going 20-0. 15% seems fair. Isn't it one of the most remarkable things that you guys really still don't bring up that this team has a possibility of going 20-0? The postseason will be your toughest chess matches because I don't really, unless the Bucs turn it around, they get healthier. When you face the Buffalo Bills or the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl, and I think it's the Bills, that's going to be the most formidable opponent that you'll play all year. Okay? It will. Can you imagine? Think about 20-0. and 0. Big Seals, your coverage of the birds is refreshing, objective, educated, and entertaining. Keep leading the way, homie. Neil, that's so kind of you. Dude, that's so kind of you. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much, man. It's like the first time I've seen you pop up there and say something. By the way, I know more people watch it than are in the chat room. You guys are all welcome. Okay? 20. Hey, wait a minute. Do you guys think you guys think potentially I'm 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 double jinxing you and like I'm trying to put the juju on you? That you won't, and I'm going to say something here. Go Bills. All right. Hey, Bill. Deb, I got your team winning the Super Bowl. Okay. I say 5% only because our schedule is pretty easy. Any harder, it would be less than 1%. I'm going to, to, we can beat those guys. Our D's good enough. 45% due to the injury factor. Neil paid you 10 bucks. <laughs> you, oh, always oh, a good Philly fan to jump in there. Our deacon shut down Allen. Okay. Okay, Sills. Let's say Hertz has the leverage. What would you pay him on a long? Th- Let's get to that here. You hater, keep the spirit. Keep the spirit auto parts. You know, I can't do a show without you calling me a Hertz hater. I can't do it. Okay, here's my problem with the Philadelphia Eagles. Dude, man, when you got a guy on the ropes, knock him out. Knock him out. Gouge his eyes out. Stick him. Shoot him. Run him over with your car. Hit him with a baseball bat. Knock him out. End it. Why do you let these teams get back into games? This team needs to be a better finisher. They need to learn how to close teams out better. Don't let guy, it's going to haunt you. Trust me. You keep letting these teams come rolling back in on you, you're going to lose to a shitty team like the Giants. If you do stuff like that, letting them hang in there, you let them, you let them come. Dude, Jonathan Gannon, take the quarterback out like Al Davis said. The quarterback's going down and the quarterback's going down hard. Put bounties on guys, body bag games. 
That's the one thing the Philadelphia Eagles of gangrene had that this group does clearly not have. Bro, they weren't looking to beat you. They were looking to put you in a body bag. Okay? And this is why Seth has a problem with this current defense. He doesn't see the killer instinct in it. This team needs to learn to put a knife like their Dracula in his chest so he never comes back and resuscitates himself. And look, I use all these hyperboles here for a reason because you got to have a mentality like that. You know, I did a rant years and years ago on the air. Obviously, the snowflake people in the media thought I was talking realities here. This is not, I'm talking mentality. When you go into a game, you're looking to rip somebody's arms off them. You're looking to, you're not looking to, to injure somebody illegally, but you're looking to put people on their backs as hard as you can. I don't see a killer instinct in the Eagles. And when I say killer instinct, closing teams out. Stay on the gas pedal. Don't pump the brakes. Because when you pump the brakes, one time a team's going to make a play on you, beat you, you're going to look up and go, shit, we lost home field advantage. Dude, you're not fighting for the East anymore. I still think the Giants, I'm not buying it. I want to see when the Eagles play the Giants. I'm not buying into that stuff. Okay, I'm not buying into it. I'm just not. I'm not doing it. But don't let a team like that beat you. You're too good, man. You're too good. Okay? You let teams back in every single game you've played this year, except Minnesota. Every one of them had a chance. Hey, man, if Trevor Lawrence doesn't drop that football in the rain, they were driving. I don't know. Okay? If Murray doesn't slide before the fourth down, I don't know. You know? 20 to 17, if Jalen and that team doesn't go on a 13, why have to go on a 13-play drive in the last in the in the last drive to close the game out when you could have closed the game out in the third quarter? I just want to see these guys put people to sleep more. That's it. That's all I'm talking about here. Rage says, Sirianni and Gannon need to coach to win. That DC guy kills me. Kills me too, man. All good teams require a little luck in the end, right? Completely. Every week? You let a team back in, no chalk it up sports? Every week? Like I said, outside of Minnesota, every team had a shot to come back. Why? You were in complete control. And by the way, I said this a couple minutes ago. At the end of the day, they've been the most, they've been the alpha in the game. They've been the alpha. But you let the teams back in on you. Every team's had a chance to roll back in on you. Every team. Now, could it be a product of this? We're getting better, Sills. We haven't played a full 60 minutes. Hey, that's. There it is right there. They haven't played 60 minutes of football. They haven't. Second quarters, they're dominant. First quarter's pretty decent. Third and fourth? I don't know. Okay? And, and, and by the way, chalk it up sports, 
We're now talking about certain things of the team. Watch this. We're not talking about O-line. We're not talking about running backs. We're not talking about quarterback play. We're not talking about wide receiver play. We're not talking about the corners play, the linebackers play, or the D-line play. We're chipping away to make it a chance that this team can go 20-0. Listen here. If you strive for 20-0, you'll win the Super Bowl. If you strive for the Super Bowl, you'll end up in the NFC title game. If you strive for the NFC title game, you'll get bounced in the opening round every year like the Cowboys do. The more you strive for perfection in every single thing that you do in your life, you will learn to live with greatness. Strive higher. Land where you want. That's a championship mentality. If you strive for perfection every freaking day of your life, your day is going to be pretty good. When you put your head on your pillow, your day is going to be pretty good. If you meander through your days all the time and you're not productive, you'll be a person that blames everyone around you for why your life sucks and why you got beat and why you were complacent. Most of those people don't enjoy their lives. Because you know why? Being great is a sacrifice to your sanity. Look at Tiger. How many marriages? Look at Ali. How many marriages? Look at Jordan. How many marriages? Look at Brady. Losing a marriage. It comes with personal sacrifice. Hey. And some of you would go, well, I don't feel sorry for it. No, no one said you had to. I'm just saying this is what it is. Striving for the NFC. Watch this. And I, and I love when I hear you guys, and we always throw that topic out. What do you guys want? Well, I want a playoff win, and I want to I, I, I wanna win the East. <laughs> really? I want to win the Super Bowl, go 20-0. That's what I want. I, I look at going undefeated. When I was at Miami, bro, a 10-2 season was terrible. 10-2 season today is a revival at Miami. 10-2? I went 10-2 one year. I was like, Jesus, we lost the bowl game, but we lost one regular season game. I lost one regular season game in three years at Miami. <laughs> I mean, dude. The one year was, uh, I thought it was a disappointment. So give up your marriage to win. Kobe didn't and LBJ didn't. Really? Kobe almost did. Kobe almost went to jail for it. Kobe almost went to jail for it, dude. Are you forgetting Eagle Colorado? You must have forgot that, right? Where he was accused of rape? Oh, I forgot. I know. We're not supposed to talk about that, right? You forgot that? That he put his marriage on ice because of his philandering ways? Really? Nice try, guy. LeBron James, four and six. That doesn't count. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, Mask. Okay. Fair enough, man. I'm a Kobe guy, too, now, man. I'm a Kobe guy, too, dude. <laughs> hey, by the way, 
My top 10 quarterback list is out. The Big Sills top 10 quarterback list. We got to do it. Also, week seven games. I think you're going to be very interested where you see and what I think have been. Get this. I don't have a 10. Help me out on a 10. I don't have a 10. I couldn't name. I, I have a top 10 without a 10. I couldn't put a 10. To, I don't know. Who's playing the 10th best? I don't know, man. I do want to talk about how you would handle Jalen at the end of this year. We will do that too. We can't just assume that we'll be able to play a complete game when we are finally challenged to do so. Kansas City, Buffalo to be examples. We need it when it's not required. Thank you, JB. Amen. Bro, I'm going to, JB, let me tell you this. And just a small personal experience on that. One year, guys, one year, we beat, we beat Notre Dame 58-7 to at the Orange Bowl. It's the biggest point differential in the history of Notre Dame and the point spread and how bad we beat a team. This was Notre Dame. It was Jerry Fouts' final game. We, 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 we beat him by 51 points. Think of that. Notre Dame got beat by 51 points. Jimmy Johnson was asked a question after the game. How come he didn't pull the dogs off? And how come he didn't stop? Jimmy goes like this. Well, if you didn't like it, you should have stopped it. And right there, again, the personality of our team and our coach personified who we were and told you the mentality we had. He goes, it's not my responsibility if you can't stop us. He goes, well, you're running reverses um, at the end of ball games. Jimmy goes like this. Our third team was running them. That wasn't our first team. They couldn't stop our third team. So you want me to tell my players not to play hard? Not happening here at Miami. And, and that's where the media always had problems with us. Bro, we were never going to not kick your faces in. We were not trying to beat you and win games. We were trying to dominate you all the time when we stepped on the field. Any Jimmy Johnson team, Cowboys, Hurricanes, any one of those two groups, did you ever notice it's the same personality that he brought to Miami to Dallas on how he won games? Okay. All around auto service sales, you're always talking about your college career. No, I'm talking about Jimmy Johnson. Because Jimmy Johnson is one of the very few coaches in your lifetime all around services that won a Super Bowl and won a national championship. And I saw how he won NFL games. My coach is also in the Hall of Fame. So being around Bill Gates, Steve Wozniak, any one of those guys, Jeff Zuckerberg, when you're around people like that, that have greatness, yeah, rubs off. Rubs off. When you're around championship people, not talking about my career. I'm talking about being around great coaches. Great winners, great people that built dynasties in college and pro. Very few people have built Super Bowls and college dynasties. He did it. And that's why he went to the Hall of Fame. So why wouldn't I convey some of the dealings that I had with Jimmy and how he took care of Buddy? 
how he set that team up to win three Super Bowls since then. Jerry Jones hasn't done what? Okay. What about the pro teams? Jimmy won two Super Bowls. Many as Landry did. When he got to Miami, salary cap and Heisinga got in the way. That's why he bailed. Said, I'm out. I don't want to answer anybody. He wanted to trade Marino. I know someone goes, you would trade Marino? They traded Herschel Walker who had 1,500 yards and 800 yards in receiving and was an all-pro running back. And Marino was at the end of his time. He wanted to send him back, actually, to Pittsburgh. But the owner didn't want to do that. Jimmy wanted to get draft choices. He was talking Troy Aikman out of retirement. Troy Aikman would have been the starting quarterback in Miami for Jimmy Johnson if that trade went down to Pittsburgh. That's why Troy never came back. Troy, ask him. Google it. Troy was going to come back and play for the Dolphins. But Marino said no. And so did Heisinger. They wanted to stay. I know. That's inside stuff that very few people know. Seals, can our defense beat Allen? Marino didn't want to run the ball. No shit, man. And he fought it. And he fought it. Ray says, Hertz has earned $150 million for four years, $35 a year. Ray, you're under, you're under market value right now. So you're going to pay Jalen Hurts less than you pay Carson Wentz? Carson Wentz makes 38. You're going to pay him, and then you're going to add incentives in? Clutch Sports never go for that. Never go for that. It's, it, it's a good structure. Like I said, the guaranteed money, if you want – here. Let me let me let me take a time out here. Um, I want to hit up a little bit more on what the owners' meetings are going on here. I also want to talk about my top ten um, big sills NFL quarterbacks. I want to do that. Merrill Reese is going to join us at five thirty Eastern. I also want to take a look at Week Seven of the National Football League. There's some really great games shaping up here, and with the Eagles being on a bye, I think it's. One of the most important times that you, you could possibly. By the way, Wheeler was spectacular last night, too. Seven innings, I may have left him in for another inning because I'm not really a high fan of the Phillies' bullpen. But he was great last night, man. He was really great last night. No question about it here. That's the one complaint I had about the Eagles. All right, please hit the like button. Don't forget our good friends at Morgan & Morgan where the fee is free. Folks, if you've been hurt or injured on the job, one of the most important things you could possibly do is get an attorney firm for you that will represent you to the best of their ability. No case is too small. They will not be intimidated because they are the largest law firm in the country. They've collected over $13.5 billion for their clients. Call them at 800-512-1600. That's 800-512-1600. The call is free. The consultation's free. Listen. They're open 24-7, seven days a week. 800-512-1600. And when you call Morgan & Morgan, tell them Dan Cilio sent you. I'm John Morgan of Morgan & Morgan. When you're hit from behind in a car crash, the insurance company may try to say, you can't possibly be hurt. It was only a few miles an hour. It's simply not true. You see, here's the thing. Getting hit at 10 miles per hour is like falling off of this. 15 miles per hour, like this. 
and only 25 miles per hour? This. Injured, dial pound law. There's only one Morgan & Morgan. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. And Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, says, yes, you can. Jeff says, yes, you can choose from over 1,000 vehicles in stock with no wait. Yes, you can still get low prices, leases, and big discounts. Yes, you can still get low interest financing. And Jeff always says, yes, you can have a real deal buying experience without the hassle. When the other dealers say, no, you can't, Jeff says, yes, you can. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown. Nobody treats you better. Jeep Adventure Days. Score and save this football season on your car insurance. Before the next game, save up to 40% on your auto insurance policy. That's right, 40% savings. Call an Audible this season and contact the DelVal Insurance Group. They're an advocate for you, not an insurance company. That means they'll get you the right coverage and save you up to 40%. Call managing partners Fran or Jim of DelVal Insurance, 215-354-0122. Or score and save at DVIGI.com. DVIGI.com. Hi everybody, my name is Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech we offer three major services. The first one being basement waterproofing. The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you're having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. Over the last 17 years, we've built a reputation of growing award-winning teams across the country. Staffing is not easy, but that's what we do every day, all day. The key to our success is storytelling, asking the right questions to find the right people. Hi, I'm Gary Kane, president of Kane Partners. We want to be your staffing partner. Welcome back. National Football Show. It's your boy, Big Sills. Please hit the like button. I appreciate you guys coming aboard. Thank you so much. Don't forget Merrill Reese in hour number three at 530 Eastern time. We have our top 10 Big Sills quarterback list we have coming out. Also, week seven of the National Football League. We will talk about that. I think tomorrow we're going to do the top 10 NFL teams. We'll do that as well. So, we appreciate everybody coming aboard. Before I get into my top 10, by the way, this changes every week when it comes to the top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL. 
A um, couple things before I get there and also talk a little bit about the contract and the parameters and how it would look for Jalen Hurts here in a second here. I do want to say this, though. I don't know if Xander notices this, but you know one of the things that I've noticed with Alabama this year? They're not as deep as they've been. This is like one of the first times that their, their old line is not as dominant. That's why they struggle when they go on roads at A&M or, or not A&M, but Texas. And they go on the road and they, they don't look as deep. They're as talented. And I'm not sitting here saying, hey, but look at what you have now. When you're talking Alabama, Kirby Smart is one of the top recruiters in the NCAA. Dabo is now recruiting. AM is recruiting out of their rear end with this new nil. Ohio State gets super quality guys. Now you got Tennessee rearing its head again. Florida always gets good kids to go to Florida. Nil's playing a factor. I agree. 205, n- yes. I think the nil... I'm not suggesting in any way Alabama is not one of the top four programs and not going to be in the final four at the end of the day when everything is said and done. Do I think they could beat Georgia in the SEC title game? I do. And you got a quarterback that can do it. What I'm saying is, is that I don't see the depth on this team. And I don't think they're playing up to expectations. This is like, they're, they're, they're kind of all over the place a little bit. I would say that that's one of the first times I've seen that. A little wobbling at the Alabama. Look at this, too. We're talking wobbling. You know, you're getting beat by another SEC team like Tennessee. Again, we're talking about greatness here. And that fine line between perfection and greatness is so fine. Okay? And you know, we're not talking about Indiana football. Versus Alabama football here. You know what I mean? I mean, there's a lot of room where you're going to have to just understand the landscape. Indiana football is not going to be anything on a consistent basis where you're going to see 10 wins every year. You're just not. It's not what they put their resources into. They put all their resources into the hoop program. Alabama, though, it's different. Just don't see it there. By the way, there's a potential trade rumor going around. Clay's... Um, Chase Claypool of the Steelers to the Green Bay Packers. The Packers are looking for a veteran wide receiver to play today. Odell Beckham is not ready to play. And I don't think it'd be fair to get Beckham to go to Green Bay and say, you're the number one. I don't think Odell Beckham is the number one any longer. And I'm not suggesting to you that Chase Claypool is a number one. He's young. He's got good hands. They need some wideout help up there in Green Bay. Because the guys that they have are not good enough to win. They are just not good enough to win. And the quarterback is not playing very well. So when you have that dynamic going and the defense is giving up yardage, this team's lost three straight ball games. Okay? JM goes, who's the best quarterback in college football? I think it's the kid at Kentucky. Okay? JB goes, totally valid. Happy that the Eagles are winning, happy that they are doing it against different style teams. 
but the lack of a second half scoring has merit for concern. JB, and it's not it's not that I don't think that they can continue to score. It's that they just like stop. You know what I mean? JM goes, send Quez Watkins to Green Bay for a number two. I think you're, I, I would ask for that. Quez Watkins, would you send for a number two? I, I would take that, but I don't believe that Green Bay would offer a two. But if you're Howie, you ask for a two. Interesting. Put that out there. Hey, Quez Watkins for a second rounder. Why not? No one's going to bite on it. And you, you never know. You might get someone to bite on that. Quez Watkins for a two or three? Which, hey, watch this. How about this? JM, that's pretty slick. You throw as November 1 comes around the corner and teams are looking for wideouts. The Rams are looking for wideouts. You throw Quez Watkins out there for a two and you take a three, would you? Yeah. I'd take a third-round pick for Quez Watkins. What was he drafted in the sixth? Then it gets Zach Pascal more touches. Interesting. Dude, how many catches does Watkins have on the year, though? Not many. Not many. And it's perfect. He doesn't have many touches, which means they're not throwing to him that often. But they value him because he's an over-the-top threat, even though the Eagles don't throw high-percentage passes down the field. And you offer up a two. Hey, Quez Watkins is on the market for a second rounder. Who's biting? Not me, man. That's too high. Not me. Eh, man, you know, I don't know. Maybe, you know, you're like, how about a conditional second? Okay. How about a conditional second? I'll take that. If he doesn't hit these particular numbers, it's a three anyway. Sure. Quez Watkins has six catches in six games. Not the most productive guy on the planet. It's not his fault. It's not his fault. Because if you look at those, hey, watch this. Rage. How many yards per catch, though, on them six catches? How many yards per catch? Because his agent can always go, yeah, well, they just don't throw to me. Rage, tell me what his yards per catch are. They're not getting rid of Dillard or Driscoll. Those two guys are like diamonds. Who would be the number three? Zach Paschal. They pay him 1.4 anyway. Dude, check it out, Maniac. If that thing is like, well, I only have six catches, but I'm averaging 20 yards a catch. <laughs> be like, well, they just don't throw to me. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? What do you, what, what, I mean, right? What, do you, what am I supposed to do? When I catch the ball, I'm productive. 14-7? Shit. <laughs> That's pretty productive, dude. 15 yards a catch? Yeah, I'm all right. Hey, who wants who wants Quez Watkins? I'll give you a... I'll give you a chance to get him here. Here's the second rounder. Green Bay be like, uh, yeah, she's, um, how about Kansas City? Kansas City needs some, uh, you know, you might want to, right? How about Seattle? On the other side is TK Metcalf, DK Metcalf. Baltimore. Dude, JM, way to go, man. I like it. That's why I love our people here. Hey, Maniac, 14.7 yards per catch. He's had six catches. That's not on him. It's totally not him. Trade Quest for OBJ? Why? 
I'll keep, I'll keep Quez. He's not injured. I'm going to have to pay OBJ $5 million bucks. Eh, I'm all right with paying Quez $900,000. Bucks, $900, eh, not working for me. OBJ is not a $5 million guy anymore, let alone a $10 million guy. Baltimore just picked up DJX. He's stealing money. Wake me up if he's, hey, if he's productive, I'll be the first. Can I tell you what I think DJX does in Baltimore? Xander, remember this. And believe me, I may end up tweeting this later. We'll see if I get ripped on by DJX too. DJX, here's his season. He signs with Baltimore, has a, cu- has a couple good plays in a game, plays one more, goes on IR, and hijacks the salary and the money they gave him, and he doesn't play the rest of the year. He may play three games. He'll be on IR by the end of the year collecting his salary because he's a vested player. It's how the thievery goes on when you're at the end of your contract and you're at the end of your career. You're looking to rifle money off of teams. It's no problem with that. Teams are looking to do the same to you. So it's okay. You know, th- th- this is the gypsy you turn into when you're somebody like D-Jax or Dominican Sue. You turn into a gypsy. OBJ's a gypsy. Okay? OBJ's a dip. Uh, uh, he's, a gyp- he's a gypsy now. He's going to be pilfering and pushing his services on somebody. He's going to go into a couple games. He's going to play. I, I don't think it's where he doesn't – I think D-Jax doesn't want to get hit anymore. I saw it in Los Angeles – or excuse me, Vegas and with the Rams. And I don't think D-Jax wants to get hit, so now he's going to rob a team. Okay, we'll see. Watch this. You're all going to go, Susie had a 50-yarder, like he did, I guess, for the Rams. Then he talked his way off that roster. He talked his way off of a Super Bowl ring, and he went to Vegas, and after he got hit a few times, that was the end of it. Okay. No, JM, I, I'm, I, JM, the NFL takes advantage of the players too. I, I'm, but why would you want that on the Eagles? Would you really want to go through that on the Eagles? That's drama you don't need. Guy coming in, he makes a happy return home, right? He has a couple catches, he waves to the fans, he gets injured, and he misses the rest of the year, and you got to pay him five million bucks for doing nothing except a homecoming. <laughs> Give me Quez all night. I'm good. I'm not. I don't need it. Okay. I wish we could sign DJX for punt return. Not me. Won't last. If Hertz doesn't take a team-friendly deal, let him play out his final year and slap the franchise tag on him. Why, Ron? Guy gets you to the NFC title game. Why would you put a franchise tag on him? Come on. Why would you do that? He's won 11 of 12 games. We're not sure. You you know what, Ron? We're trying to get to yes here. Not trying to insult anybody. So this is how you have to think on how you structure a deal for Jalen Hurts. Let's do that. I got to take a time out here. Hurts structure. What's fair? I love that. What's fair? Big Sills, top 10, 
quarterbacks in the NFL, my weekly poll on that, hit the like button. What's fair for Hertz? I like that. Hour two, keep it here on the National Football Show. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. And Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, says, yes, you can. Jeff says, yes, you can choose from over 1,000 vehicles in stock with no wait. Yes, you can still get low prices, leases, and big discounts. Yes, you can still get low interest financing. And Jeff always says, yes, you can have a real deal buying experience without the hassle. When the other dealers say, no, you can't, Jeff says, yes, you can. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown. Nobody treats you better. Jeep Adventure Days. Score and save this football season on your car insurance. Before the next game, save up to 40% on your auto insurance policy. That's right, 40% savings. Call an audible this season and contact the Del Val Insurance Group. They're an advocate for you, not an insurance company. That means they'll get you the right coverage and save you up to 40%. Call managing partners Fran or Jim of Del Val Insurance, 215-354-0122. Or score and save at DVIGI.com. DVIGI.com. Hi everybody, my name is Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech we offer three major services. The first one being basement waterproofing. The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. Over the last 17 years, we've built a reputation of growing award-winning teams across the country. Staffing is not easy, but that's what we do every day, all day. The key to our success is storytelling, asking the right questions to find the right people. Hi, I'm Gary Kane, president of Kane Partners. We want to be your staffing partner. National Football Show, hour number two. Please hit the like button. Don't forget Merrill Reese, hour three, five thirty Eastern time. Jalen Hurts, what's fair? We're going to get to that here in a minute. What's fair? Top 10 Big Sills quarterbacks, our weekly poll on who's playing the best. Like I said, I'm going to need your help on a number 10. I don't have one. I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't put a number 10 guy in there. So we'll get to that also, too. Week 7 of the National Football League goes on a bye. By the way, I would say this to you. I've probably been to Petco Park 
Shit. 150 games? At least 150. There was a time I went... 120 games. I've probably been to Petco Park. Kyle Schwarber hit the biggest ball I've ever seen. Dude, he... I've never seen anything hit that far. That ballpark is traditionally not a very good carrying ballpark for home runs because it sits right on the bay. And that marine layer kind of holds the baseballs from flying out of there. Like It's like a jet stream in New York at Yankee Stadium. It's the reverse at Petco because of the marine layer that's out there. And it's very hard to hit home runs there. Dude, that guy hit that baseball. I could not believe. Man, it didn't matter if he was in a park, if he was at Petco Park, if he was in Philly. He hit the shit out of that thing, man. Holy cow. Harper's home run, too, man. Opposite way. Those two guys, man, that two-nothing win, good for them, man. They get game one of the NLCS and um Phillies are three games away from the World Series. Who would have ever said that? It's it is totally a story. Yeah, before you make the playoffs, you're like, how far? You don't know. Bullpen pitching, always an issue in Philly. By the way, man, that kid Wheeler was spectacular. Seven innings, you might have wanted to left him in for another one, but it panned out for him and they got it done. Furthest in stadium history, I didn't know that. That thing was a monster shot. I'd never seen anything hit. I know where he hit it, too. Very few baseballs have been hit up there. Crazy home run. Awesome stuff there. Very cool and very good. So before we get into what's fair for Hertz, NFL is going to put Tucker Viola back in against the Steelers this weekend. Hertz gets less because no other team will. Taylor, I'm thinking you're thinking Tyrod Taylor. We're going to get to that here in a minute. So I thought he wouldn't play this year. I'm wrong. Um, I pray for the best and I hope everything works out. Watch my face. I want you to watch my face. I really hope everything works out. I hope he goes on to a long career. And um, I hope he's healthy. You don't believe me. You don't believe me because I don't believe what I just said. But I'm hoping. I'm hoping. You want to say the right thing. I get it. But you know in your back of your mind what you're really thinking. Here in a nutshell, my friends, is why Big Sills doesn't really do radio because... No one wants to hear that. Watch this. Especially if you're talking. Can you imagine in Miami? Hey, man, I just really hope he has a long career and I hope he's healthy, which you do. But you know it's not that. It's not ending like this. You just don't want to see anything catastrophic happen. So you're lying, telling people what they want to hear. You know, isn't that sad we got to do this? And by the way, I'm not saying I don't. You know we do. We all do. We wish him nothing but great health. Your worst enemies, you wish great health. 
no, buddy, that's not, this is sports. It's too minor in, in life to have hatred towards anyone, I think. I don't even tell my aunt, man. You, she, she knows. I get death threats all the time. Come on, it's sports. Lighten up, guy. Okay? Sometimes football isn't for everyone, Joshua says. But what happens is when you see a guy that's skilled and talented and a guy is not healthy, then it becomes something you becomes more. You know what I mean? Absolutely. The takeaways have been a massive factor. 85. Rage says Hertz wouldn't have the type of success he is having now with most other teams. Most teams want the throwers and they won't build. Nobody's building around Jalen Hurts anywhere else but Philly. Maybe Baltimore, Tennessee. Okay. Nobody's building around Jalen Hurts. If you put Jalen Hurts on the open market, not a team would come and offer him $40 million. Because you know why? No football team in the NFL outside of the Eagles is complete. He's got a complete football team. He benefits from the organization having the most complete offensive huddle in the league. And it's not a slap or anything. It's the facts. Their old line's the best. They're grouping at wideouts the best with their tight end, and they got the fourth best back in the league. Okay? Alexander says, I hate a lot of people. You know what, Alexander? Why waste that valuable asset that you have in your life for other people that don't mean shit to you? You know? Dude, here's here's how I handle that. I'll never talk to you again. Trust me. I have family people that I've done that to. I'll never talk to you again. It's how I roll, man. Okay? Tennessee, great fit for him, would be. We have a unique offense tailored for Jalen Hurts. Absolutely, Steve. I've been saying that all all week. It's been one of the most interesting things in how Howie Roseman has built this offense. It's customized for Jalen. Wasted energy, right, Yale? Believe me, people want responses. That's what gets people off. I know it's weird. I don't know. Most people are weird in life. I'm not saying I'm not either. (laughs) Hey, hit the like button. Now let's do this. What's fair? I think that's a good place to start. Dad says Hertz's only value is in Philly. I don't think that Miami Dolphins would ever trade for Jalen Hurts. No. They tried trading for Deshaun Watson. They want that style. Let's see. With the Patriots? No. They're they're happy with the style of uh, Zappy Bailey because he throws the ball more accurately down the field than Mac Jones. So it wouldn't be there. He tried the Wildcat kind of thing, RPO stuff. He thought he was going to go down that line before Brady, remember? Actually tried to wildcat with Brady. Lined him out wide, brought someone in. I think it was Jacoby Brissett, if I'm not mistaken. Rams, never. Sean McVay's not coaching. Jalen Hurts. (laughs) That's not happening. Kyle Shanahan is not coaching. 
Jalen Hurts. Absolutely not. Um, um, hey, Sills, know any affordable hotels in Philly? The one across from the convention center is pretty cool. It's connected to the convention center. I forget the name. I think it's a Marriott. That's kind of where I stay when I come to Philly. I like that. It's kind of centrally located. Some really good places down there. You might want to try that. I think it's the Marriott, if I'm not mistaken. Washington? Washington wants a thrower, man. That's the only leverage Hurts would have. So we're in the conversation then, like Dak Prescott was with the Cowboys. The true value is where you are. So why would the Eagles then do this? Offer something that they don't know what the market value is. I'm not suggesting you let Jalen walk through a contract next year and you just tell him to go into it. Or would they? At the end of the year, do you think the Eagles would allow him to go into the offseason? And at the beginning of the final year of his contract, you think they offer him something? Or would they start that progress and that process after March 17th, I believe it is? McVay coach golf? Golf's a passer, my friend. He's not an RPO guy. Monster, it's the Marriott? Yeah, I like that place. I stayed there, man. I love that joint. Got a great buffet too, man. It's wonderful. It's a great place. It's connected to the convention center across the street there in Philly. I do, I do, I've done a ton of shows there. Sills, how do you think the Eagles would be doing if they had Josh Allen instead of Hurts? Curious. You'd have more turnovers. Joshua. Fabulous question to go along with what's fair for Hertz. Joshua goes, what would Josh Allen do with this offense? There'd be more turnovers, but there'd be more explosive plays. The Eagles don't have explosive plays. That's not an explosive play team. The league's really not this year. Scoring's down eight points. There's not real big high-scoring teams like the greatest show on turf any longer. There's no one like this. Kansas, you know why? Because the cap is doing this. What's the thing you notice the most in the offseason? Quarterbacks and top-flight wideouts are not matched together. That's why it's even more disappointing in Los Angeles on what's going on between Cooper Rush and with... Matthew Stafford, instead of spending the money on Allen Robinson, they should have spent money on tackles and offensive linemen or even drafted more guys in the O-line. They were building the Rams from the outside in, and it's caught up with them. It's absolutely caught up with them. There's no explosive plays in Philly. You don't have the Quez plays, one of the ones I remember the most. But other than that, They've been no explosive plays. Goddard's had a couple, but really nothing crazy. Right? You need picks to draft. You're right, Justin. That's the dilemma and the money that they spend, Justin. 
They're wedged against that cap with no picks. What a dilemma you're in if you're Les Snead and Kevin Demoff of the Rams. Dude, you can't have anything go wrong in Los Angeles. And this year, everything has. You're lucky that you're still in it at 3-3 three and three in the West. You're still in it. And nobody's really taken a leap like the Eagles have at 6-0. and Where you don't have another team in that division that's 5-1. and one. The only reason the Rams are in it is because Seattle's knocked off more teams than what everyone thought they were going to, and they sit at three and three, I think. Eagles are second in scoring in a league that's down 10 points almost. Okay? They don't really put up 30 points anymore. I mean, when's the last time they put up 30 points? The Jags? Was that the Jags? Or Washington, I forget. I, I I mean, it's been a few games since they put up 30 points. Hurts is unique. All Hurts critics really couldn't be talking about a quarterback that is playing spectacular. It, what do you mean just stop? It's getting old. You got to start talking about this shit. We talked about this in the offseason, GT. That we said that by the break, we're going to know whether or not the organization, and everyone said it, whether or not he's won the job. You even said it. We talked about it. Let's get to the break, and we'll start talking about Jalen. By the way, this is not a conversation on getting rid of him. This is a conversation on getting to yes. No one's trying to get to no. No one's ripping anything. But if you guys think that for the kindness of their hearts that Jeffrey Lurie's going to go, whatever you want, son, you're my guy. Fill in the check blank. And Clutch gets to write their own number in. You're out of your flipping mind. That's not how he does business. This guy's a home cooking guy. This guy is a deals guy. This guy's trying to get lesser value deal. That's Howie's mantra. Howie's not going to pay top dollar for somebody. Dude, I'll tell you what, quite frankly, when I now knowing his history and how he acts, looking at Howie Roseman and what he did for A.J. Brown and how he gave contract to Wentz, I mean, it shocks me, actually. What's fair for Wentz or with for Hertz? I'm not going long-term with this guy, nor do I want to if I'm Jalen because of my style of play of football. Don't put me in a contract where my interest rate is fixed. Wouldn't you want to be in a contract where your salary adjusts annually? The only way you get your salary to adjust annually is on lesser deals and you're gambling on yourself more. Figure this out here. Jalen Hurts signs a contract for $40 million a year for three years. And get this, say they come to him and go, well, you know, here, it's all going to be under guarantees. Here, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll take less than market value. We'll go between 35 and 40 for three years, but the money's got to be fully guaranteed. Let's hypothetically say it's 35. There's 70 and right Took him 105, guaranteed. Who wouldn't do that? $105 million guaranteed? 
I think isn't that the same number that uh, Kyler Murray got in guarantees money? In guaranteed money, was it a 105? Why would I sign a five-year contract at a fixed rate at 35 to 40 million dollars when the market's going to go up? God forbid I continue to win too. I've won 11 of the last 12 ball games. We continue to get better. I've given a haircut here so that you can continue to have AJ on the team. And when Devontae's deals up, or you've got to pay money in the O-line, which is the number one O-line in the NFL, which is why you're winning. You're not winning because, let me put it to you this way. You're not winning and being 6-0 and because of Jalen Hurts. You're 6-0 and because of your offensive line being the most dominant in the league. Let's be candid here. Jalen's improvement has accentuated that more, and he's added to it. But the O-line is clearly... There are so many shitty O-lines in the NFL today. Where would you put Jalen Hurts right now where he would have the success he's having in Philly without that O-line? Where? Cincy? They got the worst O-line in the league. Where? LA? He'd get crushed there. Where? San Francisco? Kyle Shanahan's not coaching that style. He wants to throw the ball down the field. He's a spread offense guy. Show me where he goes, where the offensive line is conducive to what he has right now. There isn't a place. There isn't one. Kyler had $160 million guaranteed. I'd want to have that. Somehow structure me to get to $160 guaranteed. Okay. But then again, it's a longer it's a longer term deal. If I'm not correct, I think that that deal's longer, Ron. Okay, I think that deal's longer. I feel Hertz is around thirty to thirty five for four year, fully guaranteed. Thirty to thirty five. So you want to pay him one hundred twenty million in guarantees? I think you guarantee everything for him. Guarantee everything for Hertz. Trey Lance, Trey Lance. No, thank you. Want nothing to do with that dude. I don't see it. He might be a great decathlete or something like that. Jump over, what are they, bison up there in North Dakota? Okay, great. Another North Dakota guy. Fantastic. I'll pass. (laughs) A North Dakota guy who plays like what? Baggage handlers and little sisters of the poor. Hey, who did he play this week? You see who North Dakota played? Is it North Dakota State? I don't know. I'm not that I care, but it's like, yeah, North you when North Dakota played, they played um, Seco on you. Oh my God, the Seco on you is great. No, oh yeah, it's really great. You see who else they played? Yeah, they played Squaw Valley. Oh wow, man, Squaw Valley. No, it's homecoming. Unbelievable, man. North Dakota State Wentz went nuts. It, Wentz went nuts on homecoming when we played Tippewa U. It was unbelievable. We played Tiskawa, and man, the next week, it was unbelievable. Yeah, we played Tiskawa the next week with Wentz, and he went crazy. Went for 390 yards against Tiskawa. It was crazy. <laughs> North Dakota State. <laughs> who, who? What's the conference called? Let me guess. The Mississippi Valley Conference. Uh, I can't say that one. My aunt don't like that one anymore, so I don't do that one. 
36 million. You guys are really short, man. Dude, it's you guys are a little bit short. I don't think they're gonna be going in there. Four years, 175? Fully guaranteed. Let me think here. Four years, 175. Four years, 175. 175. What about it, guys? Four years, 175, fully guaranteed. Four years, 140 out the door. So you guys are now sold that he's going to get his contract. I'm saying how I view it because Murray and Dak were bad contracts, doesn't set the market for me. And DSU played Arizona. Okay. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Uh, did they win? I'd probably they won because Arizona just got good this year. Actually, a running quarterback gets hurt and he doesn't throw a lot. He will get low ball because he only works here. Damn, God, why would you talk truths? Look at what God put up. Running quarterback get hurt. He doesn't throw a lot. A lot of TDs which means he doesn't score a lot in the passing offense. <laughs> so you're not giving him the money? Well, you can't let him go. I don't want to let him go. Nope, 28-21, close one. He's not a running quarterback. Really, no, of course not. <laughs> That's because he has more. Wait a minute. Does he have more rushing touchdowns than passing touchdowns? He's a running quarterback. Hey, but he's fourth in the league. 250. <laughs> I know. I know. He's got more rushing touchdowns. Does he have more rushing touchdowns in his career than he does passing touchdowns? No. Wait a minute. He had 10 rushing last year, and he had 16 passing touchdowns, which is one of the worst in the league. And this year he's on pace to have one of the worst touchdown passing numbers in the league. Yeah, would you? He's a passing quarterback. Seventh in the league in passing. Seventh in the league in passing, man. Look at that. Dominic Stat, man. Seventh in the league, six TD passes. Congratulations. A guy Allen in Buffalo throws for six a game. <laughs> That's a passing quarterback. That's a passing offense. That's a high turnover offense. You don't have that. You don't have to worry about it. You have a unique offense. You still with the passing. Don't worry. That number will keep coming down. You keep putting them 155 efforts out. <laughs> Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the Fileo fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the Fileo fish, right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba da ba ba ba. Hey, you keep doing 155, 209 or whatever. A number keep coming down. Don't worry. 
hey, hey, four passing TD, six. What is wait? Six passing touchdowns and six rushing touchdowns now. There you go, Lucius. Thank you for correcting me. Okay, he ain't throwing for twenty-five touchdowns, bro. He's on pace for sixteen touchdowns right now. Twenty-five. <laughs> <And> where? <laughs> Thirty TDs. Really? We better pick the pace up. Hey, Jalen better pick the pace up. He's averaging one, which means he'll have 17 touchdowns at the end of the year. Oh, you know, he's on pace for 47,000. What did, what did Xander say? He's on pace for 7,458 passing yards this year and 88 touchdown passes. I'm like, yeah, I know. Now he's on pace for 17 touchdown passes. Hey, Don. Oh, he's on pace for 17 touchdown passes and 17 rushing touchdowns. Wow. There you go, baby. That's balance. <laughs> Xander goes, yeah, I said that, Knuckle. Whatever. <laughs> Six wins, bro. Yeah, I know, man. I got you. Wait, wait a minute. You can't say he's on pace for 17 TDs, but not on pace. Okay, so he'll be the only quarterback in NFL history, Dominique, with 4,200 passing yards and 17 touchdown passes. Never seen that before. I've never seen that. There's no way he hits 4,000 passing yards when you don't have a scoring offense. You do not have a passing scoring offense. You're not hitting 4,000 passing yards. Well, we're on pace now. <laughs> okay. Well, you got 11 more ball games to go, kid. We'll see how it works out for you. Okay. We'll see how that works out. He's got 17 touchdowns. I, I know, I know. I know. So what? <laughs> Bro, you make no sense? Well, here, I'll spell it out for you. Six TD passes in six games, Dominique. I know you're probably limited in math. Translates into 17 touchdown passes and 17 rushing touchdowns if it continues according to your style. And 4,200 passing yards. So you're telling me he's going to kick it up in his passing touchdowns and he's going to maintain the 4,200 pace. But yet right now you won't listen to your own logic. 17 touchdown passes. The Eagles do not score in the passing game. And by the way, the Washington game is hiding some deficiencies in the fact that you guys aren't getting home defensively. In Okay. Outside of that, you're not getting home. Well, we use the Dominique theory. He's on pace for 32 sacks. He had 29 last year. I don't know. Is that really that much of an increase in your pass rush? Hey, our pass rush is really looking. No, it's not. Washington game alone, rest of it has been, you've been getting quarterback hits. Spike 23, you're angry. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm thinking about a couple Coronas right after. Two TD passes versus the Cowboys. Yeah, put it up that total up to six. Love it. Okay, I love it. He might have less this year than he did last year. Can you imagine? 4,000 passing yards, 15 touchdown passes. Whew. 
I'd be like, I don't know, man. That might hurt you in negotiations. That might hurt you. Hey, you threw for a lot of yards. So did Kirk Cousins. Didn't you guys tell me that? Bet 4,000 yards passing is easy. We'll see. We'll see. If Jalen Hurts throws five TDs in one game, then what would you say? Oh, I'd say this. That's a miracle. (laughs) Dan, 3,100 pass, 800 plus last year. Yeah, I know. I know. And he still had 16 TD passes. 24 TDs. Got to pick it up a bit, don't you think? (laughs) Unique. Correct. I agree with that. I'm having some fun here. I'm having some fun. You guys, a monster, you know I am too. Would you say Jesus criminy, please? (laughs) Jesus criminy, yes. I can't use the Lord's name in vain. What are you, nuts? I'll drop an F-bomb before I take the Lord's name in vain. Jesus criminy, yes. I can't take the Lord's name in vain. No good. You know, when I was a young kid, I never swore in my grandparents' house either. Okay, everywhere else, man, I swore like a truck driver, man, but I could never swear in my grandpa's house. Hey, what do you think this is? I, I got it, Grandpa. It's all good. <laughs> a grandfather didn't like that. Hey, what's up there? I'm like, I'm sorry. You know, I come home from college, you know, swearing like a truck driver. No way, man. As soon as I walked in that house, that ended immediately. <laughs> it's the only place, too, man. Jack Wagon. <laughs> Kirk Cousins won't win, but Jalen will. He's 5-1, and one too. Yeah, we beat him. I know. Hey, does Kirk Cousins have more passing? Let me see what Kirk Cousins' stats are. Oh, my God. Don't tell me. Please don't tell me. Oh, my God. Let's see what Kirk Cousins' stats. Let's see what he has going on this year so far. Kirk Cousins, who you guys think's a bum. Holy cow, look at that. He's only got three more touchdown passes than what Jalen does. Woo! He does have 1,500 yards passing. Let's see, what did he have last year? Oh, and he's got 104 rating. Look at, look at, look at old Kurt, 66, 6, 7, and completion percentage. Woo! Five and one. Look at this guy. Let's see what Jalen Hurts has here. This ought to be interesting. Jalen Hurts stats. I don't have to go by last year. Cousins had 33 touchdowns and seven picks. (laughs) I know what he did. Junior. (laughs) I'm sorry, I had to do that. Where's Hurts? He's so limited in his career. Oh, here it is. He's 15 and 10. Look at this, man. He's got six TDs. He's got a couple more yards, even more. Hey, I'll make a bet with you. Cousins throws for more yards than... Who wants to make a bet on this? Who throws for more yards? Right now, Jalen Hurts has 15-14, and Kirk Cousins has 15-09. You want to make a bet that Cousins has more passing yards than Jalen Hurts by the end of the year? I am giving you Jalen stats. There they are, 15-11, six TD passes. Look at that, man. Six TD passes. 
98 quarterback rating. Wow. Get this. He's got half as many yards right now as he did a year ago. Man, he's on pace. Seriously. Depressive. <laughs> yeah. Total TDs. Now, passing TDs. We're talking about passing TDs here. That's what you're going to be paid on. Buffalo Bills aren't paying Josh Allen because he runs the ball. They're paying Josh Allen because he throws that thing around. Like, like he, this guy, he throws it like he's a javelin thrower. This guy's like he's got a reel in his hand. Here's Josh Allen. Here's Jalen. Like he throws a grenade. <laughs> he's getting better, though. It's not a grenade anymore. It's more of a tomato smasher. I'll make that bet. Okay. I, I got I got I got cousins throwing for more. Barring an injury. <laughs> Monster. <laughs> it's okay, man. He's getting there. Okay. He's he, he's getting. He's getting there. You know, it's more here now than it was last year. This was like, Jalen was like, this is how Jalen threw the ball a year ago. Jalen was like, you know, you know how you skip a rock on the, on the water, on the lake? You know, it was more like this. You know, now it's more like this. He's getting better at it. Running quarterbacks, seventh in passing stats. Don't lie. Okay. Six TD passes. Good night. I love you, Dan, but for a guy who had more stats on the Orlando Thunder, you're one to talk. I'm not talking about me. Oh, you, you, you bring this back to me? How? Where did that? How do you even tie that in? Come on, Seals. Give Jalen his props. He's 6-0, and and he's really playing better, and it's impressive to watch. Okay. Bet on that undefeated season? Yeah, I'll bet on that. I'll put that up there. We got Dan Marino, who's wearing number one in Philly. Really? <laughs> 12 total TDs. Six touchdown passes. High-flowered offense, man. That's a high-powered passing offense. I mean, it's killing it. Seventh in scoring. No, you're not. You're not seventh in scoring, passing. You're not. Okay. Hertz will make a Brady discount for a better team. You better run that by clutch blunt. You, you might want to run that by the guys over at clutch sports. Hey, um, what do you think Jalen? So wait a minute, just as an agent and a person who handles Jalen Hertz and you're paid to be as Tony Montana would say, the bad guy. You 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 think as an agent, I'm gonna walk up to Jalen and go, you know, Jalen, as your professional advisor, before I go to Howie, I think we should take less. <laughs> Dude, you're fired. <laughs> you're freaking fired. Well, you know, if you want to really win, dude, you're not the coach. You don't know what is in the best interest of my family. I do, not you. You rep me. I don't work for you. 
I paid you to be a jackass. Go back in there and be a wolf and not a sheep. Yeah, but I think it's in the best. What do you guys think? Clutch Sports ain't going to. Dude, their reputation would be out the window. Clutch don't get you the best deal. They work with the teams. I don't think Maverick Carter and them dudes are doing any of that. Hey, so what do you think, Jalen? The market price for a quarterback right now is $45 million. I think we should take 32. What do you think? You're fired. Get out of here. Next. I'll go to Jimmy Sexton. He'll get me $45 million. I'll go to, hey, I'll go to CAA. They'll clearly get me $45 million. I'll get Ralph Sindrich or Lee Steinberg to get me $45 million. Hey, let's take less. You know, I think Jalen will take less because why? He likes Philly. Hey, I'm sure he does. We're talking about generational wealth here. It's not how you do business. You think the NFL owners, when they were building Lincoln Financial, Jeffrey Lurie went like this? Think about this, guys, how people are talking about Jalen Hurts and Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman. I could guarantee you Howie Roseman did this when they were building Lincoln Financial. Hey, you know what? Whatever the overruns are and whatever the, you know, overcosts are, I'll pick it up. Don't worry. I love Philly. We're the Eagles. Hey, if things go bad, you know what? There's an overrun. I got the charges. Shit. I don't even have to look it up. I bet there was a clause in there. City picked that bitch up with bonds. <laughs> yeah, we're still paying taxes, big sales. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Hurts is living rent free and Sills is so. It Sills is mine now. Yeah, that's it. That's what it is. When I'm drinking my Coronas at night and I'm four into them, first thing I'm going, hey, man. That Jalen Hurts guy, he's making me – I can't believe it. I don't think that's on my mind. <laughs> Hurts has 12 touchdowns and seven to passing. There you go. No, no, no. He has six touchdown passes. No one cares about that other shit, rushing touchdowns, when you're talking about paying a quarterback. You're talking about winning, it's different. Look at Garoppolo. He does what it takes to win too. But when you're talking about these elite arms – and these elite quarterbacks, you're paid on how you throw that thing around. And he don't. That's why it's going to be interesting to see how they put a value on him. I'll bet you $10 million they insult him with the first offer. Remember I said that. You think they're coming in high? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, this is going to be heartbreaking for some of you. Especially if he continues to win like this. You're going to have your heart broken. Shit, man. You had a guy get this. How about this, Xander? So Jimmy Garoppolo takes the team to the Super Bowl, and you know what they do the next year? They draft a quarterback in the first round. <laughs> Who went to the Super Bowl. And it's 40 and 17. Went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, but he won, Sills. He's unique. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. They ain't paying him. They drafted a guy right behind him. And they tried to get Brady. Hurst is making you look wrong every day. No, he's not. Six TD passes. Good night. Thank you, Carl, for participating. And you can put your merit badge on. I'm taking the rest of the day off. The worst fool is the loud one. Absolutely. The loudest guy in the room is usually the weakest guy in the room. 
Hey, Sills, I think Hurts deserves a contract, but the thing is I worry about him as a Cowboys fan. It's the same deal going on with Jackson in Baltimore. I completely agree. I think that they – hey, to me, I'll tell you this. Two guys that when I watched play last weekend, I have big concerns on. One of them is Josh Allen. Bro, duck, slide. Stop taking them freaking hits. I would rather have Josh Allen throw the ball out of bounds and not get a first down than take some of those hits that he took in Kansas City. You're going to get killed, kid. Your career is going to be over before. There was a guy back in the day by the name of Burt Jones. He played for the Baltimore Colts. And this guy Jones won an MVP. He was an LSU quarterback. And he looked like the new RPO kind of guy who was going to revolutionize in how you played the game. Because Burt Jones ran a lot. But he was accurate. He, he was a really good player. And I was a kid and I was like, this guy is unbelievable. What happened? Of course, he got hurt. And that was the end of him. Okay? That stuff does not have high ceilings. Look at all the guys. Nobody plays effectively that is an RPO quarterback in the league 10 plus years. Not even Vic. Not even Vic. How about this? And I keep saying this to you guys. Jalen Hurts is not Michael Vick, and Michael Vick didn't win. He's not better than Vick. Stop it. You would never – what would Michael Vick do on that team with that loaded offense? Boy, I'll tell you, that would be scary. That would be scary. Michael Vick on this Eagles team? Wow. Wow. He's not, Hurts is not better than Vic. And Vic didn't win. Vic got hurt. But he's going to have a better career than. Nobody has the answer I sure don't know. Let's take a time out here, okay? Let's take a time out here. Please hit the like button. We're going to take a look at the top 10 quarterbacks. We'll do it next. Keep it here on the National Football Show. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. And Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown says, yes, you can. Jeff says, yes, you can choose from over 1,000 vehicles in stock with no wait. Yes, you can still get low prices, leases, and big discounts. Yes, you can still get low interest financing. And Jeff always says, yes, you can have a real deal buying experience without the hassle. When the other dealers say, no, you can't, Jeff says, yes, you can. Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown. Nobody treats you better. Jeep Adventure Days.
score and save this football season on your car insurance. Before the next game, save up to 40% on your auto insurance policy. That's right, 40% savings. Call an audible this season and contact the Del Val Insurance Group. They're an advocate for you, not an insurance company. That means they'll get you the right coverage and save you up to 40%. Call managing partners Fran or Jim of Del Val Insurance, 215-354-0122. Or score and save at DVIGI.com. DVIGI.com. Hi, everybody. My name is Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech, we offer three major services, the first one being basement waterproofing. The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. Over the last 17 years, we've built a reputation of growing award-winning teams across the country. Staffing is not easy, but that's what we do every day, all day. The key to our success is storytelling, asking the right questions to find the right people. Hi, I'm Gary Kane, president of Kane Partners. We want to be your staffing partner. Better than Vic. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so really, if you had to pick a 60-minute football game, you would take Hurts over Michael Vick. If everything was even, both teams had the same talent on each side, you would take Hurts over Vick. In their primes, that's not fair. Vick in his third year. Versus Jalen in his third year, you would take Hertz over Michael Vick. Really? <laughs> You're not serious, right? Vick's first three years versus Jalen Hertz's first three years. You're taking Hertz. I won't, because that's not Vick's prime either. <laughs> uh, and both teams are even you got the same lane johnson on each side and you got mulattas and this and that and you're taking hurts really i don't think so let me tell you this if kyler murray got 46.1 million how much money do you think you pay michael vick today 55 million if you pay that guy that money, what would you pay Vic right now? But Sills, he's not a touch. I know. He's electric. He's like the guy in Baltimore. There's nothing. The Eagle offense is not an explosive offense. They don't have explosive plus 25 plays. They're a grinded out. Meat and potatoes offense. How many times they scored 30 points this year in a football game of the six wins? The league average is 30-something. How many points have they, have they scored? 30 points. Once? 
Dude, Vic would light it up. He's Michael Vick's a good football player. Dude, and I I mean, so dank, the only time the Eagles scored 30 points was in the, against Detroit in Detroit. The reason why is because they don't get any points out of the passing game. Two TD passes. Okay, I'm talking to collective group when you have six TD passes. It's why you don't have a lot. It's why you don't put teams away in the second half either. You're one-dimensional in scoring. You guys tell me that all the time. Look at Hertz's uh, rushing touchdowns. You're right. They score points running the ball. Okay? How many did they allow? Hertz is way more durable than Vic. Probably. All right. My top 10 quarterbacks. Big Sills. Here is the wit, the list that people wait every week. From the NFL Network to 97.5 to the Inquirer. Odyssey, we have our own issues with. I'll probably see this on a WIP website coming to you near uh, tomorrow's uh, headlines, but it's okay. If you guys need more helping content, you can P.O. Box me at Big Sills, Big Sills Show, Big Sills Studios. I'm here to help. Here is the top 10 Big Sills NFL quarterbacks. I don't have a number 10. I couldn't find 10 quarterbacks where I would put in here as my 10th. How about this? Zach Wilson. Let's do that. They're winning. He's winning. And get this. Zach Wilson is playing well. Let's go. We'll put Zach Wilson in as a ride-in. That's from now on what I'm going to do. My number 10 guy is a ride-in. It's Zach Wilson. Jets. Number nine on the Big Seals top 10 quarterbacks of the week. Kirk Cousins, five and one. Minnesota Vikings, 1,500. 14 yards passing. And that football team and Justin Jefferson, and Kirk Cousins are starting to get on the same page. Number eight, the great Joe Burrow. Talk about a franchise quarterback. Talk about a guy you'd want to build your team around. Talk about a guy who's a winner. The greatness of Joe Burrow. Number seven. I know they're three and three, but I... I'm not going to surrender on Tom Brady. He is the GOAT. And as long as the 2022 season, I can promise you one name that will not leave the top 10. I don't care how bad he's playing. Tom Brady, 60 minutes in a football game. You know he could come up with a way to beat you. I got him number seven. I debated this, but because he beat Brady, I'm going Aaron Rodgers here. 
Aaron Rodgers, Green Bay Packers. Lost three straight. Not playing well. Here's a suggestion for Aaron. A couple more mushrooms. A little bit more Zen dust. Hate Ashbury. There's a couple stores down there where you can get incense. And then you get a hookah. And you can start blowing dooms with your boys. And you can, you can play the fiddle and the banjo and whatever you guys play around the campfire singing Kumbaya. Maybe throw some smoke signals out. Can you please get me Odell Beckham? Please get me Odell Beckham. Or Chase Claypool. And maybe we could get back to winning some games here a little bit. Little bit of yoga too, Sydney. Hey, done. Number five, the greatness of Justin Herbert. This dude's a machine, and I think his coach sucks, but I really like this guy. Steven, Roger's not a stoner, sells. Well, he's something. Hey, get this, Steven. I'd rather have him as a stoner instead of being an a-hole. Number four, Lamar Jackson. Dude, what a weapon. What a talent. What a great player for Baltimore. Here are your top three quarterbacks in the National Football League on the Big Sills Power Rankings for the week. Number three, the greatness that resides in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Jalen Hurts, Philadelphia Eagles, number three. Those powerful six TD passes. And he's on the top three. He's on the podium, which is incredible. I can't believe it. Number two, Patrick Mahomes. The two top guys that I have on this list are the quarterbacks you want to build your team around. Kansas City Chiefs. What's he got? 17 TD passes? <laughs> the other guy's got 20. And number one, as I said, who would be, remember my preseason prediction would be the MVP of the league? Josh Allen. Buffalo Bills. Here is your top 10 big sales quarterback list of the week. 10, Zach Wilson, Jets. Nine, Kirk Cousins, Vikings. Eight, Joe Burrow, Bengals. Seven, Tom Brady, Green Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Six, Aaron Rodgers, Packers. Number five, Justin Herbert, Chargers. Number four, Lamar Jackson, Baltimore Ravens. Number three, Jalen Hurts, Philadelphia Eagles. Look at how far he's gone up this list. Number two, Patrick Mahomes, Kansas City. And number one, Josh Allen, Buffalo Bills. By the way, you see the top three quarterbacks right now in the NFL? I would have to say that's how the race is going for most valuable player. I would say this. Those three guys are right now battling it out for MVP. Wouldn't you not? Allen, Mahomes, and Hurts. Someone's going to have to make a massive jump into the conversation here because these three guys have gotten out to such a large lead right here. Okay? 
You're just trying to be nice now? Yeah, that's me. <laughs> Hour three. Our good friend, Merrill Reese, who joins us weekly. The voice of the Eagles will join us, the legendary voice. 5.30 Eastern time. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. And Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, says, yes, you can. Jeff says, yes, you can choose from over 1,000 vehicles in stock with no wait. Yes, you can still get low prices, leases, and big discounts. Yes, you can still get low interest financing. And Jeff always says, yes, you can have a real deal buying experience without the hassle. When the other dealers say, no, you can't, Jeff says, yes, you can. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown. Nobody treats you better. Jeep Adventure Days. Score and save this football season on your car insurance. Before the next game, save up to 40% on your auto insurance policy. That's right, 40% savings. Call an Audible this season and contact the Del Val Insurance Group. They're an advocate for you, not an insurance company. That means they'll get you the right coverage and save you up to 40%. Call managing partners Fran or Jim of Del Val Insurance, 215-354-0122. Or score and save at DVIGI.com. DVIGI.com. Hi everybody, my name is Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech we offer three major services. The first one being basement waterproofing. The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you're having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. Over the last 17 years, we've built a reputation of growing award-winning teams across the country. Staffing is not easy, but that's what we do every day, all day. The key to our success is storytelling, asking the right questions to find the right people. Hi, I'm Gary Kane, president of Kane Partners. We want to be your staffing partner. National Football Show, the greatness of Merrill Reese. <coughs> well, join us at the bottom of the hour. We appreciate everybody coming aboard. Thank you for stepping in with us. Razor, Sills is living in denial. I'm not talking about a river in Egypt. What? <laughs> Are you crazy, man? You don't really think. Hey, man. 
your boy's playing good. I was going to say great, but I said, I think he's playing really good, man. I do. I think he's doing all the right things. Proud of him. <laughs> yeah. And to get to the seven, seventh week of the NFL here in a minute. He's playing well, man. He's a good guy. He's doing good. He's doing all the right things. Hey, Don. Stills, you going to join me at the Niners-Chiefs game? You can – what it's like when a team plays a good team. Oh, Vlad and Baylor. Vlad, are you suggesting that the Eagles haven't played a good team yet this year? Oh, holy cow. So wait a minute, Vlad. You mean like Kansas City, right? Who does the Chiefs have this week? They had what, what? What have they played in the last? What, I gotta look at that chief schedule. Watch this. I'm gonna show. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'll tell you exactly, Vlad. I'm gonna tell you exactly what the record of the Eagles would be if they had the chief schedule. Kansas City Chiefs 2022 schedule. Let's take a look at that. The chief schedule with this Eagle team. Arizona, Eagles would beat them. Let me write this down. (laughs) One loss. This is the Kansas City Chiefs schedule. Here's what the Eagles record would be. They would beat because they have Arizona. The Chargers. They didn't beat them last year, but this team's better. But are they that much better? Was that game close last year? It was. Boy, huh? Could the could the could the Eagles beat? Could the could the Eagles beat the Chargers? Let me think. Toss up. It's two nothing Phillies, by the way. Two nothing Phillies. Hey, that Juan Soto deal for A.J. Preller? I don't know, man. You think that's working out? I don't know. Talking Sills is like talking to my wife, no matter what. It refuses to see the <laughs> Ah, Xander, put Razor up there. Put Razor up there. Look at what Razor said. Talking to Sills is like talking to my wife. No matter what you say, they refuse to see your point. Dude, <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Don't listen to Sils. He said we would be to him. Oh, yeah. Everything else, right, is toward total not happening. Dallas beat him. Oh, yeah. That's right. Dallas beat him. Hell of a barometer. Cooper Rush, an intern. I'm going to say you beat the Chargers. Even though in my heart of hearts, I'm not sure. Jonathan Gannon can stop a high power. There, wait a minute. Jonathan Gannon can't stop Justin Herbert. No way. That's an L. He can't take quarterbacks. Are you kidding me? A big-time quarterback against Jonathan Gannon? Seriously, dude. Not working. No way. Would you beat the Colts? Yes. So you're 2-1. and one. This is the Chiefs' schedule. Would you beat the Bucs? 
No, the Bucks just killed you. So you're two and two. You're beating the Raiders. Yes. You're beating Buffalo. Absolutely not. <laughs> so you'd be three and three. If you had to play the Chiefs schedule, oh, are you suggesting that you're like better than Mahomes and the Chiefs and Andy Reid? That I do not believe. Shit, let's take a look at Buffalo's schedule. Buffalo beat the Chiefs. Let's see if they had to play somebody. <laughs> what their schedule was like. What, what, what would, wait a minute, this is even better here. Look at this. What would the Eagles be if they had the Bills schedule? Would they beat the Rams in the opener? No. That's an L. You beat Tennessee? I do think so, and I think you'll beat them this year. You beat that hot Miami team. I think you're better than Miami. You beat the Ravens and Lamar Jackson. Um, Yeah. You know why? Because I don't think Baltimore's got a good defense. I don't think they could stop Jalen. Imagine that. I think the Eagles could beat the Ravens. Pittsburgh. Yep. Kansas City. <clears throat> Be three and three there, too. How you doing? I played the Lions, one and four. The Jaguars, two and four. Keep killing it. Washington, one and four. Hey, yeah, that's how you get. Okay. Raymond says, Seals takes are trash. Really? So you think you played a good schedule as the Bills and the Chiefs? Seriously? <laughs> Who do the Bills play this week? They play, oh, look at this. They got a bye, then they play Green Bay, the Jets, Minnesota, and they get Cleveland right before Deshaun, thank God. Who does Kansas City, look at who Kansas City has played in consecutive weeks. Dude, this is something else. So they played the Raiders, no, the Bucks, the Raiders, and the Bills, and they got the Niners, Tennessee, the Jags. Listen to who... (laughs) Listen who Kansas City plays. This is a murderer's row. Dude, this ain't like some lame-ass Eagle schedule. They play the Niners, then a bye, then the Titans. The Jags with Doug. The Chargers with Herbert. The Rams with Stafford and Cooper. The Bengals. Denver. They get Houston. Then they get Denver and the Raiders. Man. That's some sleepless nights there, man. That's some sleepless nights. I'd go four and two with that sketch. Get the nuts. Jonathan Gannon hasn't showed yet one time that he could stop a big-time quarterback. Ever. Ever. One quarterback, big-time quarterback. Oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot. That's right. The greatness of Cooper Rush. <laughs> and he still struggled. and got back to 20-17. to 17. A bit. Okay, wait. Oh, no. He, he did take Kyler Murray out. He, oh, Kyler Murray and Kirk Cousins. Way to go, Gannon. Those are two pelts to put on your wall. <laughs> How lame can you be, man? 
Dude, it ain't the offense. It's the defense that I have problems with. I told you that. It's not Jalen. It's Gannon. Gannon's the guy. We're a match nightmare. Not with your DC, you're not. He ain't beating high-quality quarterbacks. He hasn't. He hasn't. Soft zones and weak presses. (laughs) Yeah. That's right. That's right, Dab. That's right. I think the players are better. The players are covering for the coach's inability to be able to put a good scheme together and stick to it. Yeah, that's totally it. What if? Okay, there, Solo. You're right, Solo. Let's take what if out of it. You played a shitty schedule compared to the Chiefs and Bills. True or false? True or false? Okay, we'll take what if out. Let's do reality. You think the Eagles have played a tougher schedule than the Bills and the Chiefs on a week-to-week basis? (laughs) Yeah. That's facts. That's not what if. Okay? So no more real takes? Okay, here's a real take. You got to buy, get healthy, and you got the Steelers on the other side. Another great powerhouse. They beat Brady, though. <laughs> Speaking of that, week seven, NFL. We got, hey, Mel Reese at the bottom of the hour, though, too. Thursday night ball tonight. The greatness. Hey, by the way, are we not doing this? Go Arizona tonight. Go Arizona tonight. Please win Arizona so that New Orleans' pick continues to get better and better and better for the Eagles. We are going for the Cardinals tonight. Sunday. Hey, did you see who was named? The NFC Offensive Player of the Week. Did you see it? Kudos to Marcus Mariota. Way to go, dude. Way to go. Tomorrow night, excuse me. Tomorrow night. Thank you very much. Thank you, Drew. Tomorrow night. Um, Hey, congratulations to you, Marcus Mariota. Okay? Ray, honestly, Dan's schedule doesn't define you as a team. If you win games, you're supposed to, and we have. Well, then 6-0 and shouldn't define you, correct? That shouldn't define you then, too. Because sometimes just because you have the best record in the game doesn't mean you win the Super Bowl. How many years has that played out, you think, every year when the teams get to the Super Bowl and they play one another? How many times has that played out that the best team, the best record, and the most wins ends up going on and winning it? Very seldom. Very seldom. It's the teams that are rocking and ready to play and playing the best football, not in September, October, but in December and January. That's why, hey, they look good now. But January and December, eh, let's see how it works. See how how things are working. Because you want to be playing your best ball then, not now. That's the Cardinals last year and the Steelers two years ago. Hey, man, I'm really throttled, though, for Marcus Mariota. They play Cincinnati. That's going to be a hell of a matchup there. Atlanta's playing pretty good ball, man. I'm not saying they're the kings of the NFC South now, but I think they're 3-3 three and three on the year. 
Watch this. The Bucks three and three looks bad. Atlanta's three and three looks pretty good. Nice job down there, man. They're doing some good stuff. They're turning it around. Kyle Pitts is even injured, and they're still winning ball games. I like that. Detroit and Dallas. Man, are they rushing Dak back now? <laughs> After they saw that shit show that Cooper Rush put on, like I told you, he's Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush is Cooper Rush. He's been cut twice. The Giants cut him. He's 28. Oh, this guy here, man. This guy's the greatest thing I've ever seen in the history of sliced bread. I've never seen a substitute teacher or an intern do what he's ever done. It's incredible. What? What has he done? When he was asked to win a game, what did he do? He threw up three picks. See you later, Cooper. Nice knowing you. Your your 15 minutes is... Holy cow, man. Four nothing. Dude, the, the Padres are gagging. Not a shocker. The Padres are gagging. They're playing tight. Oh my God, man. They got the guy from the Bucks or the guy from the um the Rays, Snell. Dude, he's so hot and cold. I think he won third. Didn't he win 16 ball games? Dude. Padres are tightening up, man. Hey, thank you very much, Fernando Tatis, for being a juicer and not being available for your team. $34 million a year out the shitter. How you going? Tampa Bay, Carolina. Carolina ended up beating the 49ers last year, man. I don't know, man. Does Brady want to play this week? Hey, hey, watch this. Guys, here's Brady this week against Carolina. And here's me and Bruce Arians and Todd Bowles. Tom, Tom, how you feeling? You okay? You all right? Does little Tommy TB12 want to play this week? You okay? Are we ready? I don't want you to go out there if you're not ready and you're, you don't have your whoopee or, you know, we're, we're a little under the weather emotionally, spiritually. How we doing, Tommy? How's everything going? Little Tommy TB12, are we okay? I just want to make sure. Little Tommy TB12, did you did you get the jammies I bought? TB12 special, you know, with the feet and all that. You got the rear panel. Take you know, you number two if I have to. Everybody okay? Everything okay? You're right. Okay. Little Tommy, little Tommy TB12, I'm ready to rock. Jesus, Germany. I got to worry about whether or not this guy's moaning or not. Is he in a good mood or not? Don't you hate that guy when you go into work? Is he in a good mood today? Is my boss in a good mood today? Or is he in a shitty mood? <sighs> well, he didn't get coffee yet. Al <laughs> uh, Razor, don't go there, man. Dude, I don't think Giselle will have a problem filling the... Uh, the passenger seat. <laughs> I, I I don't. But then again, I don't think Tom Brady's going to have a problem with that either. Get to the games. Thank you, JM. <laughs> How about the Giants and the Jags? Don't tell me the New York Giants are going to get to six and one. Jesus, criminy, man. 
Jags are better, though, man. Good job with Doug, man. He's doing a really fine job here. Cleveland and Baltimore. This will be a tough little tight game here for a while because Baltimore's not playing very good defense. Lamar, I'll tell you what. Lamar right now, you know what Steve Biscotti and you know what DaCosta, Eric DaCosta is thinking in the building there in Baltimore? They're doing this, right? Jesus, family, man. It's now week six where he is leading the division, okay? And he's doing everything by himself. Hey, and that tight end they got, Andrews, is unguardable too. Bro, has he, he always been that good? That guy, Andrews, is unguardable. Every time he catches the ball, he is totally unguardable, man. Dude, they may not have wideouts in Baltimore, but they've got a tight end. He looks fantastic. He's a fantastic football player. He's better than Goddard. I think he's better than Goddard. Okay? I think he has better hands by a little. And I think he I think he does exactly what Goddard does when it comes to having a nose for the end zone. And I think he's just I but I think it's by a tick. Okay? I think it's by a tick. But that kid Andrews is Good, 4-1 Phillies. The New York Jets, what has happened? Hey, is Russell Wilson a product of the coaching? Because listen what's happened here with Russell Wilson. Jets play Denver. Look what happens here. Brady goes to Tampa, new personnel, new coaching, new coaching staff, new Hulk. New place to eat, new place to drink your coffee, new place to wash your car, new place to go and get massages and such and everything else, you know? Wins the Super Bowl. Same thing with Stafford. Russell Wilson thought he was just going to go to Denver and do the same thing that Brady and Stafford did. It's been a complete disaster. You got to remember something, though. What was the difference in the whole process here for Russell Wilson compared to Brady and Stafford? What was the difference? Well, he went to an experienced coach in Bruce Arians. And look at that coaching staff. I mean, you had Byron Leftwich and you had Todd Bowles. I mean, you really had great coaches there and you had great personnel around it. The team was ready built. Look at, look at Los Angeles for Stafford. Cooper Cubs there. Okay. I mean, you have some players. Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey. The offensive line was intact at the time. You had Sean McVay, one of the best head coach play callers in the entire sport. And look what you have here. You have training wheels, Nathaniel Hackett. And you have maybe overvalued some of the personnel around him. That old line is not good. He is not good in Denver. And boy, I'll tell you, man, I don't think it's him. I think it's everything around him. But he's not helping. His play's not good. And I think it's it's got to be frustrating. I think the Jets beat them in Denver. Wow. The Jets could go to five and two. Unbelievable. Houston and the Raiders. Josh McDaniel. Boy, you know the NFL stands for not for long. <laughs> I got to tell you, dude. Not for long. Though it is the second time around. This guy's not getting it. Hey, if Carson Wentz is never going to be a quarterback starting again in the NFL. 
Josh McDaniel's never going to be a head football coach ever again in the NFL. It ain't happening and it ain't working. Dude, this guy's not working again. Another Belichick offspring has not panned out. You know those horses that you have and you know you take them to Claiborne Farm in Kentucky and they produce all these massive Kentucky Derby winners and Preakness and Belmont winners? This guy would be put down as a failed stud. (laughs) It ain't happening. Petco Park is covered in ads. It is. Seattle at the Chargers. I got the Chargers in this one. Look at Kansas City has to go to San Francisco. What's Jimmy G beat Mahomes? <laughs> what if, what if, hey, so if Jimmy G beats Mahomes and runs his starting record to 41 and 18, you're going to just go like this to him at the end of the year. See ya. And then put Trey Lance in. Really? Whew. You know what I love about Garoppolo? You know what I love about him? Nothing phases him. He rolls on to the next day and nothing bugs this guy. He just keeps rolling through it. Keeps walking through it. All the shit. Tom Brady maybe being a Niner. Matthew Stafford maybe being a Niner. Trey Lance that moved the picks to get him up into that hole so they trade for him. Doesn't matter. He still keeps rolling around. Oh, you want me back? Okay. You want me to take less money? Okay. Dude, this guy here, man. Nothing phases him. That's a perfect quarterback you want in your building. Because you know why? He's never going to get too high, and he's never going to get too low. You know who also has that personality? Hurts. Jalen plays like that. The highs are not too high for him, and the lows are not too low for him. You don't want a maniac in there like me. When they're too high, they're too high, and then they're too low, they're too low. You don't want that guy. Let me be that guy. I don't want my coach or my quarterback being a lunatic. Let me be the lunatic. Okay? Let me be the lunatic. I'm a defensive player. You wind me up, watch me run into a wall. Quarterbacks have to be more even keeled, like the coach. Okay? He's not good enough. (laughs) Pittsburgh at Miami. Tug of Iola is back in the starting role this weekend at Miami. This game used to be a game. When I was a young kid, man, it used to be great. By the way, Merrill Reese is going to join us in a couple minutes. Then you got Chicago at New England. Bailey Zappi. So let me get this right. Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick drafted Tom Brady, Jimmy Garoppolo, Jacoby Brissett, Who's that guy that won that division title in Kansas City and won 11-5 and five when Brady got hurt that year that the Dolphins won the AFC East? What's that guy's name? He went to Southern Cal. What was that guy's name? Who was that quarterback? He went to USC, backed up Carson Palmer and Matt Leinart. Matt Castle. <laughs> Mac Jones. Took a team to the playoffs as a rookie last year, did he not? And now he's got Bailey Zappi. (laughs) 
Dude, Tom Brady, Jimmy Garoppolo, Jacoby Brissett, Matt Castle, Matt Jones, and Bailey Zappi all have won games in the NFL with this guy who have drafted these quarterbacks. Bill Belichick may go down as the greatest talent evaluator at the quarterback position in the history of NFL football. I've never seen a guy draft more starters and more division. Watch this. Tom Brady won a division? Yes. Garoppolo won a division? Yes. Um, Castle won a division? Yes. Mac Jones, playoff. Bailey Zappi, probably going to the playoffs this year. New England looks like they've actually righted the ship. I think they're 3-3 three and three right now. I mean, so, hey, absolutely here, man. Matt Castle, hey, I, 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 you know Matt Castle never started. He never started a down at Southern Cal. And Belichick drafted him late. And I forget what round it was, maybe the last round. That guy went on to win 11 games one year, 11 and 5 after Brady got hurt. Then he went to Kansas City and won a division title there. Joseph said, Kelsey said, if Brady yelled at him like that, he'd tell him to get the F out of my face before I stuff my stuff your ass in a trash can. Um, what do you really? He's saying that now because you know why? They're not friends and he's not protecting them. And I don't think Brady would be yelling at him. Brady's not going to yell at the guy who's playing the best ball. Brady's going to yell at the group. And by the way, how many people know what was exactly said on the sidelines? He may have been screaming at the whole unit, including him. You don't know that. So what you're saying, Joshua, you know, Joseph, you know exactly what was said to everybody. That has not been confirmed yet. Brady may have said this. We are effing the bed up. We suck out there, all of us, every one of us. We got to get our heads out of our ass. There's nothing wrong with that. It's not pointed at one individual. And when you got a guy with seven, hey, by the way, Jason Kelsey can say all he wants, but he's never played with a guy with seven rings. Ever. A little different when you're playing with the greatest football player in the history of the sport. He's never played with anyone like that. He's never played with anyone like that. Okay? Ever. Because there's never been a guy like that. Okay? Now, again, I don't believe Tom has ever singled out anybody. I don't. And, and quite frankly, do you know what my conversation would be? It wouldn't be publicly. I bet you Kelsey would go in there and get in his ass, not publicly, but Kelsey would probably do it professionally. Once they got in the locker room, go, don't ever talk to us like that again publicly. Don't ever do that. I could see him doing that. I get it, Tom, but I'm not going to sit here and take that. You rail over the whole entire unit publicly. That's the problem with that, that look. And that's what probably Kelsey's talking about. You don't have to undress anybody publicly like that. You could do that at halftime or after the game. There's no need for it. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. So I would say probably that's where Kelsey's coming from. It's not so much that Brady was wrong in the content. He was wrong in the moment. Dude, don't rip your guys like that. 
60 minutes of football, everyone's fighting. No one's laying down here. No one's trying to quit. We're all trying to win here. Okay? They didn't get the ball in on the goal line when the one-yard line. Hey, I get it. Understand. It's frustrating. But I saw some overthrows, too. Champion goes, we lived in a baby society. He sure couldn't beat Mariota. He didn't just say that. He said when Tom Brady talks, yells, you listen. There's more to it. Okay. You're saying Lamar couldn't do what Hurts is doing if they swap teams. Absolutely not. Jalen Hurts has the best and most complete offense in the league. Baltimore's not. No, he couldn't. No, he could not. He benefits from the best line in football. It's nothing on him. This is where he's been drafted. And he's delivering and winning. You guys are not giving it enough when I said yesterday, this guy runs the most unique offense in pro football. He totally runs the most unique offense. He's improved a lot. He's continuing to prove. You see that in the way he handles himself. His stats are getting better. They're not exceptional. They're getting better. Okay? The competition that they're playing, I think, is perfect on the uh, the evolution of the passing game. You're not playing against really great football teams. That's okay. You're doing everything it takes to win the ball games. Um. So he is getting better. He is. And I do believe that. When you talk and see. I, 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 Xander, I'm going to take a timeout before we get Merrill on. Um, is that, you think we should take a timeout before we get Merrill? Or do you want to continue to roll here? Because we continue to roll. I don't care if we get it. Let's take a timeout here. Merrill Reese is coming up here on the other side. Please hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit, and the hits, go for the stakes, and the stakes, go to get your parlay on, go to get your party on, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to Ocean, visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. And Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown says, yes, you can. Jeff says, yes, you can choose from over 1,000 vehicles in stock with no wait. Yes, you can still get low prices, leases, and big discounts. Yes, you can still get low interest financing. And Jeff always says, yes, you can have a real deal buying experience without the hassle. When the other dealers say, no, you can't, Jeff says, yes, you can. Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown. Nobody treats you better. Jeep Adventure Days.
score and save this football season on your car insurance. Before the next game, save up to 40% on your auto insurance policy. That's right, 40% savings. Call an Audible this season and contact the Del Val Insurance Group. They're an advocate for you, not an insurance company. That means they'll get you the right coverage and save you up to 40%. Call managing partners Fran or Jim of Del Val Insurance, 215-354-0122, or score and save at dvigi.com. dvigi.com. Hi, everybody. My name is Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech, we offer three major services, the first one being basement waterproofing. The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you're having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. Over the last 17 years, we've built a reputation of growing award-winning teams across the country. Staffing is not easy, but that's what we do every day, all day. The key to our success is storytelling, asking the right questions to find the right people. Hi, I'm Gary Kane, president of Kane Partners. We want to be your staffing partner. Sales National Football Show. We are efforting our friend Merrill Reese today. Hopefully, we're able to connect with him before the end of the program. We look forward to talking with him. I would think that Merrill's uh, pretty busy right now with a 6 0 football team. And I'll tell you one thing I love that uh, WIP does on their Twitter page. They put all of his calls in like a collage on the uh, Twitter page. I repost that, man. I just. I love that, man. I I, just, I do. I love that stuff that um, that WIP does with his calls. He and uh, Mike Quick do such a great job when it comes to calling the games, and he has forever here. Um, no question here, you're starting to see for the first time, before we get back into the Eagles here, you're starting to see people at the NFL owner meetings now start to um, – speak up about Daniel Snyder, the Washington commander's owner. Jim Mercer now stepped up. Not the very good messenger here, but he's saying that he's giving the shield um, a stain right now, and he's staining the shield. That's the first time you're seeing that. Daniel Snyder has a ton of advocates, including the commissioner of the league and Jerry Jones, and for that matter, Bob Kraft, and he has a lot of allies. It is going to take a massive investigation to have come up. Like what's going on with uh, ESPN and the Washington Post and the stuff that they're starting to uncover here a little bit. And they're getting help from people who were inside the building like Bruce Allen. And Bruce is turning over information. And what you're getting now is you're starting to see the behind-the-curtain stuff that NFL owners do when it comes to communities, the amount of money, the money that they make. You guys understand something. And again, 
I hope this is not anything that I'm telling you that you don't know about already. The National Football League, you know those hometown heroes things? The hometown hero stuff? You understand that the Pentagon gets a bill from the NFL every year when you put one of those on. They don't do it for free. You know those hometown heroes? The Pentagon pays the National Football League to do that. That's not a gift. They pay for that airtime. You know that pink stuff they do for breast cancer? 97% of that money goes to the league, and they get the rest of it. They figure this. Hey, without our platform, you're making nothing and have no exposure. What do you think? They give them all the money? That's not what the NFL does. But because they're now not having to disclose things, because remember when they at one time, one of the reasons why the NFL got away from the United Way, they had to open up their books because they were going under the guise of being working with a, a charity. Well, once they broke away from the United Way, they didn't have to open up their books anymore. Why would you open up your books now when you're taking advantage of people? You take advantage of communities all the time. And some of that stuff was going to be unraveled because most of that stuff is behind the scenes. You don't know how much community money the leagues get. How much, Do you guys actually know the exact amount that Jeffrey Lurie puts back into the community for building Lincoln Financial? Hey, by the way, can I ask you guys a question about the construction of Lincoln Financial here for a second? How easy was that push through? I have no history at all on how that was handled. Can you guys tell me how that thing, did, did you guys give him that building quickly? Did you debate it? Was there a conversation? Or was it just here? Some places, it was like a tug of war. How do you guys, how, how, do you guys remember how that went? JB says it was, because I'm just curious on how and what the reaction was once you guys moved out of the vet and they were building Lincoln Financial. I'm sure it was with tax money. I'm sure the owner just didn't write a trek like Stan Kroenke did for SoFi. I would bet you anything on that. Okay? It was part of the sale from Norman Brayman. What, that they got a new stadium? It was a promissory note that if the new owner bought the Eagles, that he would get a new stadium? <whistles> Value of the team doubled right there. Holy cows, that's why he took less to buy the team from Norman Brayman. Oh, I got it. The value of the team is in the stadium, folks. It's the biggest land grab in pro sports history. Every time one of those facilities would, was built, it doubled the value and net worth of every owner. Jeffrey Lurie's net wealth went up double when he got Lincoln Financial, and he moved out of the vet. Man, crazy, right? It is crazy. It's a buy. Here we are, 6-0. and Unbelievable stuff. Couple minutes here with our friend Merrill Reese here. 6-0, and Merrill. Can you believe it, man? Unbelievable stuff. Let's see if we can pull him up here. Merrill, 6-0. and Hi. Amazing. Amazing. I mean, I, I expected this to be a good team, but if you would ask me if this team would be 6-0, I would have said very unlikely. 
What's been the biggest surprise for you so far? I think the biggest surprise probably is the variety of ways this team has been able to win. I mean, the fact that uh, they've been able to take leads and build upon them and then rescue the game late in the game. The fact that they've come from behind the way they did 14 points behind against Jacksonville and scored 29 points. Uh, the fact that they've been able to be productive with long, grinded-out games uh, at the end like they did against Dallas with a seven-minute drive, the way they did in Arizona with a six-minute drive. They've just done so many things. But probably the biggest thing of all, Dan, is as I think about it, last year at the end of the season, they were even in turnovers. They have given up as many balls as they had taken away. This year, they are at the top of the league and not just by a sliver, they are plus 12 in the turnover department, and the closest teams to them are plus four. So here they are, uh, amazing in that category, nine interceptions. You know, Merrill, I'll tell you my observations in the first week of the NFL covering the entire league, and most notably, obviously, the Eagles. And looking at what the Eagles have compared to the rest of the league, Merrill, I know scoring is down about eight points now uh, for the first time in a long time. And I'll say this to you. I have never in my life seen more bad offensive line playing than I have this year. And it is not just with the guys the Eagles play. It's a league issue. I think this has a lot to do with the collective bargaining agreement. It takes longer to develop offensive linemen. This shows you the value of what the Eagles have. They got seven guys on that team. Jack Driscoll, Merrill, he, he's not Jordan Milana, but I'll tell you what, Michael Parsons didn't get a sack. He may have given up some pressures. Now you get Andre Dillard back. The value of this team and what how he has done, that offensive line is the gold standard in the league right now, and I think that's got to be one of the reasons that this team is the alpha dog in every game that they play. Do you agree? Oh, I do. I do. Did you hear what Jordan Milana did the other night? Um, I, of course, I had to hear about it afterwards because I'm on the air. But when television went for the starting lineups and they have the players give their name and what school they went to. And, of course, Jordan Mailata came over from Australia. And he names, he goes, Jordan Mailata, Statland University. Well, Statland <laughs> University is a reference to Jeff Statland, who might be one of the best, not one of the best, might be the best offensive line coach in the NFL. All right, I'll ask you the question. Um, Merrill, you think going into the bye week now that the organization is looking at Jalen Hurts and he's the leader of this football team for the next seven years? Boy, I, I sure hope so, because I think he's that good. And not only is he that good, he keeps getting better. He has poise. He has leadership. He has all the physical tools, the arm, the athleticism. He's, he's really special. And I've liked him. As you know this, Dan, we've talked about this for two years now. And I told you that I was confident that this is the guy. And there were people saying, well, he only has modest arm talent. Modest. I, I don't know what they were talking about. What he needed was the experience, the chance to really grow. And the biggest thing you see in Jalen Hurts now is the decision making, the ability to read the field, go in the right direction, the when to give up on a play and throw the ball away rather than throw it into a crowd and say a prayer. He's just grown so much as a quarterback, and he's still just going on 24 years old. You know, sometimes, Merrill, and I know you've seen this a bunch of times, 
A quarterback could put up empty calorie stats and put up 350 yards in passing. You know, it's funny. When I watched him against the Cowboys, I threw. I thought he threw for 300 yards because they were impactful 155. You know what I mean, Merrill? I mean, every pass had an objective on moving the chains or in a sequence of the series that mm-hmm. they're not empty calorie yards. So everything that he's doing is going in sequence with him running. I wouldn't like him. Not, I wouldn't like to see him running 15 times in a game. To me, I think you got to get a little bit more balanced and protecting him a bit. But Merrill, his his numbers and everything like you said they're doing, I said this, and you tell me if you agree. I don't think he can be quantified as an elite guy like the Josh Burrow or like the Josh Allens or the Mahomes. However, I do think this, he's the most unique quarterback in the NFL and he's got the most unique offense in the NFL, which makes it a, a complete nightmare on game planning against. He's one of, Merrill, and I don't mean that in a disrespectful way. I think he's impossible to game plan. Yeah, I think he's very, very tough because he can beat you, as I said. He can beat you with his arm. He can beat you with his legs. And you talked about the way this team loaded up on talent. There was no bigger move than acquiring A.J. Brown. I mean, the fact that you give him A.J. Brown to supplement what Devontae Smith can do. This team doesn't have a number one receiver. They have two number one receivers. They are unique. They are great receivers. Is Nick Sirianni the lead right now for NFL Coach of the Year, in your opinion? At the moment, I mean, who else sticks it home? So at the moment, absolutely. And I think Jalen Hurts has to be in the in the conversation yeah. for MVP at this point. But you know what? We say this, and we're already giving out the the awards and talking about the old pros. Dan, I I warn my friends, I I warn our listeners, they've played six games. And as a wise man, or I don't know, maybe a wise woman once said, six games does not a season make. You know, last year, Arizona got off to a 7-0 start and then lost six of their last 10 games. So I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm not looking at things with a a doomsday approach. I'm only saying that you have to take it, as Nick says, one week at a time. There's 6-0. Enjoy the bye. Come back and make it 7-0. But once you start thinking ahead and saying, boy, can this team win 14 games? Then you're going to get in trouble. Or we can do it, but they can't. They have to just say, we're playing well. Let's get better. That's what Nick says. The coaches are doing this week. They're they're looking and they're they're evaluating and they're going back and looking at what they did and they're looking at what they like to do better. You've got to improve every single week. He says every day. He said, "Let's win this practice," and that's that's the way they're taking it. Two last questions. And by the way, my wife says after six years of marriage, when now we're on thirty three, hey, six years doesn't make a marriage, so. Six games doesn't make an NFL. <laughs> Six games doesn't make an NFL season. I don't ask well, my wife we're this on, question we're any on, longer. Cindy and I are on forty-three. Hey, get this, Merrill. My wife. Well, I go to my wife now, and I go, "Do you love me?" She goes, "I'm not answering that after thirty-three years." <laughs> so, two last questions for you here. You know, Shane Steichen's record is fifteen and four since the two and five start. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know we talk about Jonathan Gannon all the time. Merrill, since he's taken the play calling duties over, he's 15 and four. That's quite remarkable. Maybe not the credit 
has been given enough to him and what he's done by customizing that offense that you're talking about. Well, he deserves a lot of credit. But also, I'll give you another stat similar to that. Jalen Hurts has now won 12 of his last 14 starts. Wow. That's incredible. Since that 2-5 and five start, and if you want to go regular season, I think he's 11-1. and 11-1? And if you're looking at regular season, I mean, Merrill. No, I think it, I think it, that was I think that was regular season, twelve or fourteen. Okay. Hey, final question for you. We could talk about the quarterback position being the most important position on the field, and it is. But do you agree that Lane Johnson is the most important eagle on the field? And I say this, and there was something in the press conference the other day, and I saw this on the website for WIP, and I was like. Why didn't you continue to move the chains? Why didn't you try to get in the scoring position? And in a half, he goes, you know, we just lost Lane Johnson to a concussion, and I wanted to get in, and we just lost Lane. I wanted to settle things, and I was like, wow, the importance of that guy, Merrill. I think Kelsey's in that conversation too. I do. But I would say that just shows you that Nick is looking to those two guys as the true leaders of the team. And I'm saying Jalen's growing into all that, but – Wait, Lane, how, his importance is huge, isn't it, to the success it, it of this It is. Team? Uh, it, it really, really is. Uh, I mean, he hasn't given up a sack in more than two years. But the other guy, I know I'm going to throw somebody else in there, Dan, and I'm going to tell you that that other person who is one of the most important is Darius Slay because he has set the tone for this defense. He is such a great leader. He makes everybody else better. And then you add this year James Bradbury, and you have a couple of great corners. And then if you, if you want to put the slot guy in there, Avante Maddox, he's terrific too. Well, you deserve a break, and I know this. How about this? The voice of reason is Mel, Merrill Reese going, six games, we look good, everything's great, calm down, let's see if we run through the tape. That's why we come to experience, and we come to you, Merrill, because – there's a lot of great things going on. And right now, by the way, the Phillies are up too, and they're doing a job right now too. So have you, Hey, can you remember, can you remember a time in Philadelphia sports when it was like this, when you had the Eagles as hot, as hot as they were. And also the, um, the Phillies, 1980, 1980, 1980. But don't forget, I've been around a long time. So I remember as a kid, into the last two weeks of the baseball season and the Phillies had a six and a half game lead with 10 games to play and blew it. Wait, oh my God. What year was that? 1964. Oh, so six that was a, a, it had to be a Robin Roberts, Robin Robbins year. No, 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 no. It was much after Robin Roberts, but it was, it was, it was a year when things were, were going so well. It was the years where they had Jim Bunning and, Chris Short and Dennis Bennett. They had they had that whole group, and Richie Allen was on that team. Uh, but but they blew a six and a half game lead with ten games to play. So that's why, if I seem to be a little bit of a cynic, I, I we all lived and died through that time. This is Dick Allen baseball. He signed it for me when he was alive, and Walt Palm was my favorite baseball player growing up. The guy would smoke the cigarettes right, and, and write crap in the first baseline talking to Philly fans and Philadelphia sports fans. Man, that, that guy was quite a character. He, he was a great man, and 
I'm sorry that he didn't get into the Hall of Fame Me before too. he passed away this past year, but he is so deserving of a spot in the Baseball Hall of Fame. He, When he hit a ball, it left the park faster than any ball I've ever seen. Unless you want to talk about Kyle Schwarber last night, where it was the, the, the one of the hardest hit balls ever. I've been to that ball 150 times that because I covered the Padres in San Diego, and I got to tell you, the marine layer holds yeah. the baseballs down in that park. Merrill, I've never seen a ball hit harder or further in my life. Merrill, I got to let you roll. I okay. appreciate it so much. Thank you so much, my friend, as always. Thank you. See you, Dan. You got it. Merrill Reese. Yeah, that guy hit that baseball last night, man. That was a cannon shot. Jim Bunning. That's right, man. At 64 team, they had a lead and they ended up – I can't – who did they lose it to? The Cardinals? Did they lose it to the Cardinals that year? Dude, yeah, 1980, when I was a kid, when I was a kid, I remember that the Eagles were good, the Phillies were good. The Phillies won the World Series. McGraw was the closer, and that was Rose on that team. Yeah. Dude, Richie Allen, man, he's my favorite ball player. Dude, I love Wampum. Wampum, Pennsylvania, man. That guy was a beast. And he, Hey, he lost out to the Hall of Fame in baseball by one freaking vote. If you could put Kirby Puckett in, you could put Dick Allen in. Dude, Dick Allen was an amazing ball player. 39, like, ounce bat he had. Won the MVP in Chicago with the White Sox, I think 72 or 73. He is a great baseball player, man. What a great and, – and when I got a chance to finally meet him, I was like, hey, man, I had him in my studio when he was alive. Then I used to go over to Clearwater and see him when I was in Tampa. Dick Allen would show up. I'm like – a Francona would go like this to me. Sills, Frank, Francona would go like this. Sills, come over here. That's Dick Allen. I'm like, get out. <laughs> Mr. Allen, how you doing today? Did I sign my baseball for me? He did. That's how I got that ball in Clearwater years ago. Oh, I love Dick Allen, man. Guys were awesome. Please hit the like button. Let's see what the score is. 4-2. Phillies right now. Could take a 2-0 lead in that series in the NLCS. And who would have ever thought that you would see the Phillies and maybe the Yankees in the World Series? Dude, unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. Thank you so much for coming aboard. By the way, we're working on Kurt Schilling to come on the program, too, and talk a little bit about that. Thank you guys so much. Hit the like button. Xander, awesome stuff. Till then, we'll see you on the flip side. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.